Do you like Imagine Dragons? Well, imagine dragging yourself over to patreon.com slash bmfcast where you can get bonus podcasts from us, your friends at the Bad Movie Fiends. Check it out. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. This week on the Bamcast, they say the better the podcast, the better the smell. Come sniff. One star, we're in, baby. All right, welcome to the Bamcast. Hey, Bamcast. Episode 410. Solid. But more importantly... Well, first, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And let me go ahead and say, before we do all the rest of that, it's Black Exploitation History Month again. Yes! Yes, it's the most yes. wonderful time. The seventh annual? Is that yes, we counted that? Yes. Seventh. Wow. This is the seventh time. But, so just so you know, what we do each and every episode here on the Bamcast is we go ahead and we watch ourselves a quote-unquote bad movie, come in here and talk about it for the first half, and then we rate them. Good bad movies, enjoyable bad movies. I got one of five jocks and robot jocks. Yeah, oh, robot jocks. Here, However, there are nope. however there are bad bad movies. As a stay away, they getting negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in the giant bags of trash in which they belong. Ugh. Uh-uh. Get about you. Uh-uh. <laughs> Throw them out. Get them out of here. So here we are. Like I said, seventh annual Black Exploitation History Month. We're starting this with uh, Cotton Comes to Harlem. Mm-hmm. 1970s. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's read a, read a uh, quick plot summary and talk more about this. Okay. The charismatic black nationalist leader, Reverend Deke O'Malley, is trying to sell the people of Harlem a dream, invest $100 in his company, and live in Africa. But cops, gravedigger, and coffin know all about Deke and his fraudulent schemes that take advantage of the poor and the ignorant and can't wait for a chance to expose him. <laughs> I lost that about three words in. <laughs> that's because you've had a sip of an alcohol. No, no, no. Shot. I just that that description is janky. It's, I don't think it's that bad. It, it works. Okay. Yeah. It explains the movie. All right. Yeah. This is based on a book. <laughs> Books. A book. I'm, I'm sorry. It, Books. Books. It plays out kind of like that though. Yeah. That shit with words in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which they turn into a script, which also has words on it. It's crazy. And then people say, say the words? words? Yeah. What? what? <laughs> crazy. Um, yeah. Now, now, okay, so first things first. I, I, I kind of breeze through that, but as you would look at the poster and you know, possibly catch from that, there are two detectives named Gravedigger Jones and Coffin Ed. What's his last? Johnson. Yes. Gravedigger. Yes. Man. Great fucking names. Those Absolutely. are amazing names. Fantastic names. Hardly ever said in the entire movie. Maybe twice. Each name, each name twice. Yeah. yeah. Twice. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Like full names. I mean, like they keep calling the one guy Digger, and I guess what do they just Ed. say, Ed? Yeah. So it's like not even they don't even say Coffin Ed. I think that plays to the fact that it was a book originally. Sure. It's just you like know. you know these characters. Yeah. Why yeah. would we say their names all the time? I think they say Coffin a lot. They do. Yeah. 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 So. But yeah, I mean, it's and on, then it's the other guy. The they just they just keep calling him Digger yeah. all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah, it, but, that's not so, as cool as Grave Digger. It, it, it no. really that's a fucking isn't. menacing ass name for a cop. <laughs> it is it, like, his name is fucking Grave Digger. Well, plus, like <laughs> somehow like, throwing Jones on the end like yeah. works. Yeah, like it's like intimidating name, plain name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you know him <laughs> from the neighborhood. Yeah. Grave Digger mm-hmm. Jones. Which which Grave Digger Jones? Oh, oh yeah, okay, guy. he's yeah. all right. Watch out. Yeah, <laughs> he will dig a grave and yeah. put you in it. 
and then Coffin Ed shows up. <laughs> guess what he does? <laughs> right. He should probably show up before they. They make yeah. a great team. Yeah, they yeah. <laughs> they were paired up appropriately. Yeah, she mentioned uh, directed by Ossie Davis. Yes. Yeah, not in it. No, written, no, he does written, not appear in written it. Written in it and directed. Yeah. So. Yep. I, yeah. It's weird. Hey. I mean, he directed some films, but like yeah, in later did, years, like, he yeah. just became known as just kind of an actor. Yeah. I mean, he was always an actor, but it's just it's just weird that early on he was doing this writing and directing thing, and then it just kind of phased out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, still long storied career for Ossie Davis. Anyway. Yeah, and I would say for a nineteen a low budget nineteen seventy movie, it's pretty well made. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy's got a pretty good eye for you know setting up shots and doing mm-hmm. gags. And it helps <laughs> helps that the Blu Ray looks really nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's only a couple of points where, it, like, oh, that that was the best you had because, yeah. like, yeah. there's some scratchy bits here and there and stuff. But I mean, not not bad at all. By the way, Rayford Chapman Davis, mm-hmm. R.C. Aussie, yes, cool ass fucking name. Mm-hmm. We're just beset on all sides by cool names. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah. But uh, this movie just starts with a with a a mini convoy through the streets of New York. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a rolls. Rolls Royce? Yes. Uh, is it? Is that Rolls? Yes. The Rolls symbol? I couldn't remember. And it's got the winged, yeah, winged yeah. lady on the front. And a painted gold, like, it's armored, an armored car. Truck. Yeah. Armored car. Yeah. But it kind of has, like, a car. mohawk on it. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it, not a mohawk. It's, it's a ship. It's an outline of a, of a ship. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The Black Beauty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which we, we, we learn later. Yeah. Because um, Reverend O'Malley shows up. Deke O'Malley. And... <laughs> I mean, steps out of his roles and is decked out like he's basically decked out like Blackula. I mean, he's like he's yeah. got a yeah. a shiny ass like James Brown robe going on mm-hmm. and gets out and everyone is just it's a cape because I mean, you don't know who this is like you were just starting this movie and yeah. it's like, is this the fucking Beatles? Because the way that people are just like, <laughs> holy shit, ah! yeah. like just going nuts. I thought this was going to be cotton. Yeah, because <laughs> when the car comes to a stop, like it is just immediately swarmed by everyone. Mm-hmm. They're just like, oh, my God, it's yeah. you. I mean, it, it's just it's 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 kind of odd that they give you like this hero-esque reveal mm-hmm. in the beginning. And it's like, this is kind of your villain throughout the movie yeah. and mm-hmm. not the heroes in the movie at all. Like, but they the way this car pulls up and everyone goes nuts is like, wow, OK, I guess who is this? What is going on? Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, he gets up and well, he's a hero to these people. Yeah, he, he gets up and now. speechifies a bit about, you know. Don't you want to go back? And aren't you sick of all this white bullshit and everything? And like, yeah, and he says, I, you know, I served time in the white man's jail, mm-hmm. and I was on my knees, mm-hmm. and I wasn't praying. I was cleaning his toilets. Yep. No, yeah, no, and, Dink. And basically <laughs> says, we're all gonna, you know, buy your spot on. We're gonna build the a new ark, mm-hmm. and we're gonna all sail back to Africa, yes. and you can join me. Well, yeah, yeah God came to him in, in a dream and told mm-hmm. him to be like Noah. Yes. So he, if God he did can not ignore use Noah, Noah, he can use me too. Yes, yeah. and I'm here to sell you a thousand dollar ticket on the Black Beauty. Ticket. What does God need with a large <laughs> ship? <laughs> yeah, hundred dollar ticket. That's right, hundred dollars a piece. And these people are stoked. I mean, yeah. I, I, as a, as that description said, I think that's like a down payment. That's not the total sum. Mm-hmm. Like he's actually giving them. It's you're it's like, like a stock. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like a ticket, but it's also like a piece of the company or whatever that yeah. he has. It, it, I mean, it's almost like a. Stock I thought it was just like a ticket like each yeah. each piece of paper was a ticket because it was uh, maybe they were saying down payment I don't know either way people are giving money but mm-hmm. the one guy Lots said he money. spent a thousand dollars to get his family on the boat mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah maybe there was but preferential yeah. seating 
But yeah, he perhaps. shows up and first you know, class. I mean, as soon as he gives a speech, everyone's just lining up and handing money, and and we're introduced to one of the co-stars of this movie in Red Fox, yes, mm-hmm. um, who shows up and is just like Uncle Bud. Yeah, he's he's just giving a story of like I only have twenty dollars, my name. Are you really going to turn me down? All this stuff, and and then Deke actually goes over to him and is like, Yeah, all right, we'll we'll take care of you. Let him on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's like thank you, Mister. Yeah, and keep in mind at this point we don't know he's the bad guy of the movie. Right. Yeah, he's just like this charismatic, yeah. this charismatic dude who had a sweet. Fucking as cake. soon as he started selling tickets back to Africa, yeah. I knew he was the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, well, not yes, but the movie hasn't tipped its hand towards no. that yet because uh, we're guess, also yeah. introduced to Gravedigger and Coffin, mm-hmm. who are basically just cops, kind of like plain, cl- you know, they're detectives, mm-hmm. so they're in normal clothes, but they're kind of working. This event, you know, they're keeping an eye on things. Yeah, because there's a, there's a pickpocket who gets a guy, and they're just like, "We told you, just anywhere else, not in our precinct." Yeah. And this, <laughs> it's a really good shot because, like, they take the wallet back from this dude, mm-hmm. and they tap him on the shoulder, like, "Hey," and he's like, "Is that my wallet?" And besides, it's also a barbecue, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. it's also like a full, like full catered barbecue. Like, there's food everywhere, and this it's dude, street festival. this dude is like two plating it. Mm-hmm. And he goes, is that my wallet? And, and Gravedigger just basically takes the wallet and shoves it in the dude's just mouth and turns away and walking right? around. Just, like, here you go. Yeah. He's like, yeah, my wallet. <laughs> it's it's, yeah. it's really great. And, and it should be noted that like there there is a whole lot of really good just side humor stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's not integral to the pop plot. No. There's some weird bits here and there too, but there's just a lot of weird shit that... They take of, a bunch of little asides, yeah. like little... 45 second asides yeah. to just show a humorous mm-hmm. slice of life in Harlem. Yeah, everyone has bits of business. Like, there will just be little random characters who will get 45 seconds to do a thing, and mm-hmm. it's just, okay. Yeah. Or you get something like the like the guy running the barbecue. Who mm-hmm. gets, you know, oh, yeah. yeah, he's about to get it. Well, yeah. yes, because... But what they do, they stop. There's kind of like... It's not really Black Panthers, but it's a group of guys who are all in kind of like they're the, the same berets. uniform mm-hmm. with berets and stuff. And they kind of like seem like they're going to be making a move in on all of this because they don't seem to approve of of Deacon Jones, this whole thing at all. They're, yeah, they've kind of been standing across the street yeah. with their arms crossed, giving them bad kind of scowling, yeah. Yeah. And they start coming across. And that's when when uh, Coffin, Coffin and Gravedigger are like, hey, guys, let's not do this. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. and, and they straight up like. He, great difficult just kind of puts his hands on one guy's shoulder after the kind of they've had some words mm-hmm. and he doesn't like push him or anything he just kind of like puts his hand on his shoulder and it's like that incites violence to which he's trying to get a, he's yeah, obviously yeah. trying well, yeah, to the get one him to swing like, on him. yeah well he, the he, only thing worse than a white a white pig cop is a black pig cop yeah mm-hmm. And that's when Coffin's like, uh-uh. Yeah, well, they definitely get a rise out of him because they straight up pick this one dude up and throw him into the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they yeah. both grab him at the same time, turn him sideways, and just huck him and up in the air. It's a fun edit because it's like this guy is just flying through the yeah, air. Yeah, like, they, you see them kind of grab him. They fling him. a dummy, and then yeah. it like, yeah. cuts to dude just in the air like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. gravity leaves from Harlem in <laughs> yeah. this moment. And then all the all the other, the other uh, guys in their uniforms catch him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like then, sideways, you yeah, know, like yeah. yeah, like waiting on a fly ball in center mm-hmm. field, like ah, what? But they oh, catch right. up like it's like a show act, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> ta-da, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the two other, the, that's you know, they're like, all right, mm-hmm. but at this time, yeah, van pulls up and backs like backs in violently into the mm-hmm. scene, to which dudes jump out with guns, mm-hmm. yeah, and, start, and they've all got masks on and mm-hmm. stuff, so you can't start, really see who they are, and they start firing at the stage, like. Deke was near the stage, but not quite on it. And mm-hmm. so, like, they just miss him by, like, inches. Well, because uh, some dudes have shown up from the district attorney's office. Oh, right. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, uh, Deke, that, you're coming with us. In, in quotes, yeah. probably. And, man, they get on the stage, and half a second later, 
these people are about ready to murder the the district attorney mm-hmm. crowd that is they were just like oh, no you will not take him no yeah. one lady is super invested in this oh, yeah. like she is just like tears coming down her face like you will not take him yeah. no and it's and before that even has a chance to escalate is when the gunmen pop out mm-hmm. um so yeah. it's just all chaos like yeah you know the the DA people are like throwing him off the stage and he's diving out of way out of bullets and mm-hmm. random dudes are trying to like I'm going to be the hero and mm-hmm. get shot for their trouble yeah and it's just it's just lots of gunfire and people kind of diving everywhere and then but these guys grabbed all the money yeah they grabbed like the lock boxes that they had on the table yeah. throw it in the van and then speed off to which they jump in their gold armored car thing yeah Deke and his yeah. Right hand yeah. man jump into the armored car and chase them, and then Grave Digger and Coffin basically like jump in their car and like so it's like a three way car yeah. chase thing. Mm-hmm. But they they jump uh jump over a table to get to yes. their car. Yep. Which is when the guy at the barbecue yells at at Ed. He's like, "Man, don't step on my ribs." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of swats at him. It's really good because because this whole time this whole thing's been going on clearly. This guy just kept smoking his ribs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He's just he like, I got stop. ribs. I can't take them off the grill. Yeah. Look, it would ruin the flavor. <laughs> you can't yes. just turn your attention away from, from a good rack of ribs. No. And that man had several good racks of ribs going. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. And he did not want them stepped on. No. no. But yeah. That's rude. Car yeah. chase begins. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all just set to music. There is zero dialogue in this yeah. entire car chase. So you've got you've got the the, the car with the yeah like the black the gunman yeah. you've got the it's the, like a hearse yeah. yeah you've got the the gold plated armored truck that mm-hmm. you know deke is in and then two cops and just you know your standard town car yeah your cop car yeah. yeah yeah and you know this is a decent speed chase through mm-hmm. shitty new york it's a lengthy scene yeah. yeah oh this is where you have lots of like let's see what's going on over here in this corner yeah uh, and lots of lots of dudes just nonplussed by the fact that there is a like because they're firing guns beside Besides just speeding down the road in three mm-hmm. cars. My favorite by far is the guy who has the funeral parlor. Yep. Who he, this dude comes out. Well, you see this dude come out the door in a suit and he kind of like straightens up the suit. Yeah. And then they show almost like a hero shot of him where he starts grinning. And then mm-hmm. you see the sign behind him. Yeah. That says, Cause he's uh, putting on his gloves. Yeah. He has, he has, he has the white glove. Yeah. He puts on the, yeah. well, not, the, the, not at first. He like, Oh, no, he, he just, comes out the door and he's yeah. just like yeah. brushing off his suit and he's mm-hmm. like, ah, things look good. And then the car chase drives by him mm-hmm. and the, the camera keeps focus on this guy yeah. and then he runs back inside and comes back out right. and he's got his top hat on and he's now pulling on gloves mm-hmm. and then it slowly focuses yeah. in on the door that says, you know, Undertaker. And he's got this big shit eating grin. He's like, so stoked. He's just like, is, fuck yes. It is a, <laughs> it's such a great shot. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then there's a guy trying to pick up these three ladies that are completely ignoring him. Mm-hmm. Like, like, to and the they're point also that, ignoring the gunfire that's yeah, happening around. Like, them. <laughs> like they're ignoring so much to the point that I was like, did they plant these girls? Are yeah. they like going to step in the way of the cop car so yeah. that they? But no, it's yeah. just this guy's trying to impress them, and he, you know, bullets hit the tree right next to him, and yep. he's like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. And then there's <laughs> there's literally a sign that's like drugs kill or something like that. Yeah, with a bunch of junkies hanging well, out at it. <laughs> junkies. I was about to say there is one dude who is like straight up out of reefer madness. Like he's. <laughs> Seems to be smoking on a joint and is just stumbling around oh, the road. He's like trying a, to light a cigarette. Yeah. With yeah. A, he's trying is? to monkey fuck okay. a cigarette. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but he's stumbling around like he has. 
Yeah. Like he has serious issues. Yeah. yeah. But he like they're not weed related. No. But at this point, like the, the armored car and the cop car, like they were trying to ram each other or they were trying not to let the cop car cop car pass. Yeah, right. there's a certain point, like it seems like they're just in a three man mm-hmm. thing. Like but then yeah. there's a certain point where they keep swerving to prevent the cops from right. getting around them, and yeah. that's when they're like, Oh, I see what's going on. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they come around a corner, like, you know, two cars wide, and they basically kind of like dovetail around this dude just mm-hmm. barely. I mean it's it's good stunts. It's like, a dangerous It is shot. a dangerous yes. stunt, yeah. Especially yeah. with this dude stumbling as much as he is yeah. like, mm-hmm. for the scene. But And God, so Gravedigger's driving, mm-hmm. and he is ju- he just has this expression on his face, this nonplussed expression on his face the whole time. That's when I knew I loved him. Yeah, because yeah. like his partner keeps looking over at him like, come on, do the thing. And he is just sitting there with this look just like, man, I ain't even got time for this. <laughs> like, yeah. I have like, zero I'm time. There. I will Which, get us there. Granted, you get used to this look by the end of the movie because it's kind of like... Oh, I wouldn't say I got used to it. I, I enjoyed well, it every well, but I single mean, like, time. Yeah, you. This is his expression <laughs> yes. through like ninety-eight yeah. percent of the movie. This yeah. is a dude that has seen lots of shit yeah. and just doesn't care. He's anymore. like, I just don't even care. Yeah, like, like this whatever. Is just another day. Yeah. So this basically ends where the um, the 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 first truck goes around a corner or whatever, and this bale of cotton mm-hmm. falls out of mm-hmm. it. Well, that they've been using as cover. Yes. While they because they open up because it's doors been shot to hell. Yeah. They're, and they're, then eventually yeah. it falls out yeah but um what happens is they get by a group of, of bicyclists mm-hmm. right and then so the cops have to dodge them and that's when they run into a fruit cart yes and explode watermelons all over themselves mm-hmm. and then you see the the uh the other truck and the and the, the- and the armored car get away and yeah. then they cut back to them with their busted up car uh-huh and, and um Coffin is holding a piece of watermelon like, I'm about to eat this. Yep. And Gravedigger just smacks the shit out of his hand and sends that piece of watermelon flying. Oh. It's, uh, yep. it's little so touch, great. There are, there's so many little touches yep. like that in this movie that just make it just Which Which also worked treat. because the uh, uh, windshield had gotten right. shot out yeah, at one point, too. So, yeah, the, just fell right in his lap, basically. Mm-hmm. There, there were other weird things like there's a I think the same pickpocket dude is trying to like there's this elaborate thing where they've got this guy painting. Oh, holy shit. Mm-hmm. This guy painting this. He's just like it's it's real weird. And like he's trying to paint this lady and it's Pearl from 227. Yeah. yeah. And he keeps like, you know, turning her head back towards the painting because there's a guy like cutting up her dress from behind. Yeah, because to... she's got a, a wallet stashed in her stocking. But yeah, it's way up there. But the painter guy is just like he's. Chevy chasing from from Caddyshack. He's just like while he's doing this ridiculous painting thing and trying to keep her attention. But he makes he says no words whatsoever. It's all nonsense sounds. And why anyone would stand there and be like, ah, yes, this is appropriate. I should I should be a party to this. This really I only bring this up because I mean this scene went on a little too long. Is that that dude after he snatches the little purse or whatever early riser yeah gets runs out trying to get away and well gets yeah tagged. she realizes and starts smacking him yeah. with her purse and he runs out in the road and gets tagged by the van and right. then again is launched like 20 feet in the air yeah. gravity yeah. leaves Har- harlem once again and he's <laughs> faced out on the concrete and she's smacking him and taking her purse back and counting the money and, mm-hmm. and yeah, goes on her way goes on her way yeah but, but th- we this, find causes... out this dude is dead. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 it right. killed him. Yeah, absolutely. But dead. it also causes the getaway truck mm-hmm. to roll, right, burst into flames, mm-hmm. and then explode as the other as the armored truck hits it. Yes. Yep. The yeah. armored truck looks like it drives purposely into it. Mm-hmm. But what can yeah. you do? Yeah. And so that's that's the end of the car chase. Yes. And the cops are just there, and then it's like cleanup time. Yeah. You know, 
all the coroners are there, everybody's there, and it's like, mm-hmm. what happened exactly? We got how many dead? Yeah, and they're like, damn, grave digger, just yeah. <laughs> just yeah. one, yeah. Dead. just one dead. This yeah. one. No, there was. Well, there's the pickpocket no, dude. No, they the... say there's only one dead, and yeah. it's the pickpocket guy. Everyone oh, okay. else got away. Oh, okay. But the cops are also siding with the reverend or with with Deacon because they're with Deke because they're just like it's confusing. <laughs> yeah, but but I mean like the the uh, police chief and stuff. He's like he's a member. He's a pillar of the community. People mm-hmm. are you know he's a the, black leader. Yeah, they want to know where's where you know what what happened to everything, and they you need to help him out. And they're like, no, he was the guy. He yeah. stole all their money. Yeah, our, our two main characters are onto him immediately. Oh, yeah. Well, also, they, they kind of figure it out um, because during the car chase, uh, Deke's armored truck is trying, the driver is yeah. trying to run yeah. them off the road. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're looking at him, grinning at him, and then trying to ram them off the road. Yeah. So they're like, oh, they're in on this. So, like, the lieutenant and the captain have shown up. And, and at this point, we're like, how could there possibly be anyone controlling these two cops? Like, there's mm-hmm. no one going to be angrier than them. And it's true. These two guys just show up and are just kind of like, well, what do you, what do you guys want to do? I, you know, you get results, so <laughs> do they whatever you want. Basically, just sort of yeah. run that precinct. Their only thing is like, Deke is, uh, is doing good. What do, you, what, do you, what do you have a problem with Deke mm-hmm. for? And they're just like, because we do. And they're like, all righty then. <laughs> good luck with your investigation. Yeah, well, we'll I mean, they ya. get more into it where they're like, you guys don't give a shit about anything yeah. that happens here. It's, we're the only ones who care. Yeah. And we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So just leave us alone. Yes. And we won't try to roll any more cars and burst things into flame. Mm, kind of. Yeah, they they don't, don't make any promises. No, I mean just, they don't roll any more cars. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. They they, this is true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The yeah. other thing, but, though. So yeah, this leads we'll to them again. trying to track down Deke, and they first go to his girlfriend's place, mm-hmm. Iris. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which this is one pimpin' apartment. Yes. Also, she's Man. wearing like chainmail lingerie. She's a fine ass lady. Mm, she, yeah. she is. Yes, but I mean she's. Wearing chainmail lingerie. She's wearing fucking chainmail. It's not just like a top either. Like she has chains going down her ear. one leg. Yes, it's a whole look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's fucking chainmail. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and they just come in and they're just like, "Oh man, check out these clothes. Look, mm-hmm. you know, they're Deke like, must man, be... Deke's doing well. Yeah. Couldn't buy this on a cop salary, now no. could you? And they're just fucking with everything and you know trying to get information out of her and. She's not talking. No, yeah. and, the f- and, and the phone rings. Oh God! <laughs> and Coffin picks it up, and she screams and throws a drink in his face. He doesn't tolerate and, that. And yeah, and he immediately smacks her, mm-hmm. which you know. And Gravedigger's like, like, "Hey, man!" Yeah, nineteen seventies movie. Yeah, they get used to that sort of shit. Yeah, unfortunately, Gravedigger Grave in all of these encounters is always like, "Hey, man, chill yeah. out. We're not going to get anywhere doing that. <laughs> yeah, let's just see what happens." They bring in another cop yeah, to watch her so that because they're like, we're not getting she's not going to tell us anything. Yeah, because, you know, they almost do the good cop, bad cop thing with her because, you know, Coffin's like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you, yeah. you know, and Gravedigger's like, hey, man. Yeah. And then he tries to talk to her. He's like, listen, he's going down. It's it's could be two hours from now. Mm-hmm. Could be two weeks from now. We're going to it's going to happen. And you may as well just help us out here because that'll go a long way. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know nothing. I'm not yeah. telling you anything. Don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. So they're like, all right, well, this this cop here is gonna <laughs> yes, he's gonna keep an eye on you while we go and yeah. investigate some other leads. They bring in six foot six Barney Fife and to watch her and oh, this guy, <laughs> this, yeah, this goofy ass white cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just like, watch her. She, you know, she's a minx. Yep, or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever. And I th- they call her Stone Cold Fox. Stone Cold, mm-hmm. well, yes, yeah, and. And he's just like, well, don't worry, guys. I, I'm on the case. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, 
everyone in this movie is so friendly. It's it's <laughs> the, the I mean, you know, the cops to each other are strangely friendly and non-confrontational mm. about all this stuff. Um, but yeah, they yeah. Just, so they just leave him there and we, we can kind of, they keep cutting back to him yeah, mm-hmm. and his exploits. I think we can sum all that up in one sure. more explanation. Uh, eventually she's like, Hey, you know, if you weren't so ugly, we might could do the thing. Yeah. You know, the, the thing <laughs> and he, he's just like, it's, it's the sex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, that's what they're oh. talking about. Oh yeah. Man, that changes everything. Yeah. But no, and eventually and, and, and I need she's to like, well, we in. can put a bag on your head. Right. And he's like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah. Okay, and lady. <laughs> so she goes and gets a bag out. <laughs> she and she's like, tries to put it on his head. And he's like, the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then it goes over like, starts she's cutting like, I just want to see if it fit. Yeah. He starts cut, she starts cutting out holes in it. <laughs> and yeah. then With he's these like, comically huge yeah. fucking scissors. He, is, he starts freaking. He's, yeah, like, he's like, put, put the, the scissors, scissors down. down. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, what, baby? You got to be able to breathe. Yeah. And eventually she's like, I'm going to go take a shower. No. Well, no, before before that, she questions his masculinity, oh, that's true. Yeah. and yeah. then entices him by starting to strip off the chainmail off of her leg, which she kind of dangles and throws at him, and, and mm-hmm, he, mm-hmm. she's kind of teasing him that way. And then she's like, throws her skirt at in his face, and then just strips off the chainmail. Is like, I'm gonna take a shower. Is that all right with you? And he's just like, Ah, whatever. Mm-hmm. So she takes like a 12 second shower, and then she's yeah. like, I forgot my towel. Can you get my towel? It's right there. So they go through that, and then she goes in the bedroom, and then he starts like, I'm just going to peep at her, because I saw her naked a lot a minute ago, but I'm just going to sneak another look. And then it just becomes, she's like, okay, let's let's get in bed, let's do this. And he's like, yeah, fuck it, let's do this. Mm -hmm. And just takes off his clothes, turns the light out, she has procured the bag out of nowhere, I don't know where she got it from, but it's just like, okay, put it on. And he's like, oh, come on, really? And she's like, like, yeah, no bag, no mm. bag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God damn it. Well, there's the episode title. <laughs> You're welcome. So he puts it on and she immediately just throws the blanket over his head and runs out of the, the, the apartment mm-hmm. naked. Yes. Well, she grabs. She, she grabs, grabs some frilly yeah. ass thing. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> the, he, he goes to pursue her like all he did was grab the gut out of his belt. Yeah. He's completely naked. But the bag's still on his head. Still, the unknown yeah. comic bag is still on his head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And runs out in the hallway, fires a shot to which the entire community comes out and just immediately just starts pointing and laughing at him. Yeah. Well, he except for it. one guy behind him who is just like well, shaking he, his head. Well, he like, t- he's like, oh, yeah, I'm naked <laughs> and tries to go back in the apartment, which the door locked behind him. Sure. Yeah, and that's when the dude did. is just like he's like, it's it's like perfect comic <laughs> distance behind him. Yep. Mm-hmm. And he's just like he's got a drink and I think a cigarette mm-hmm. and he's just. Shaking, it's like slow shaking the head, like <laughs> just like man, like everyone else is like, this is the funniest thing. And yeah. He's just like, yeah. man, that guy's just and like, I've been there. And the cop hits the doorway and then just slumps perfectly, mm-hmm. but like perfect comedic timing as far as like the just the, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and that's that's the end of that yeah. scene. Eventually yeah. he's yeah we he comes back yeah. later, but right. yes. eventually he's in the precinct right. later on. But there was a lot of that. They yes. kept cutting to him right. from mm-hmm. that. So so yeah, so they're like, well, we're not getting anywhere with her, so let's go investigate the leads on the pickpocket dude or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, I, I don't remember like they also red fox has found the cotton yeah yeah th- there's st- a lot of things going on at once right. yeah. yeah red fox has found the cotton and is trying to sell it to a guy at like a junkyard well, well first he tries to get pearl from 227 to help yes. him load she it onto back. Him, yeah. load it onto the car and she's just like what 
what kind of trick are you pulling yeah here? how like, are you gonna talk yeah. me out of my money come like, on let's hear it yeah. <laughs> and, and he's just like, like i just want your help yeah. like and she's like no and this just becomes yeah. this whole running thing <laughs> it of is what funny though it... because she's like i'm a good christian woman i'm not falling for any yeah. of that in fact actually i'm a good christian woman that's the only reason i'm not punching you in the face or whatever <laughs> yeah. she said and he's like well okay <laughs> but yeah this starts the long line of what would a bale of cotton be doing in harlem right like yeah, this is just say this a whole bunch of time yeah so but he eventually takes it to there's a scene where he takes it to this junk dealer dude, mm-hmm. this like old Jewish guy. Honest and, Abe Goodman. Yeah, yeah. And they just they just have this back and forth where they're haggling over how much he's going to get for it. Yeah. And then like it, it's punctuated greatly because they're like he's like he wants fifty dollars guys trying to offer him five. And they're like they finally meet in the middle and they both just go twenty five dollars. Yeah. All right. So well, they're yeah. back to back because yeah. they've like each is settled on their price. Mm-hmm. And then they slowly both turn around and both say twenty five. Yeah. <laughs> It's so like, man, haggling in the 70s must have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, because I think the way they finish it is is the one guy says $30, not a penny less. Mm-hmm. And he goes, $20, $20 not, a cent, not a cent more. And then they will go, 25 yeah. Deal. Yeah. 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 So the coffin and, and uh, Gravedigger go and go see uh, Cleavon Little for yes. bla- Blazing Saddles and other mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. But like, he's he's... I think he's. In, it's implied that he's like a junkie dude, but he's also like torn up over his friend being dead. Yeah. yeah. So like, well, he d- he saw his friend hit by a car and launched into the air. <laughs> sure. Because he can't yeah. stop talking about how high up in the air he was yeah. flying. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> okay. So we got set the scene to get him there. There's this long montage of all the businesses in Harlem. Mm-hmm. One of which is Chili Woman, which oh, is got to be the would, best establishment ever. I would eat at Chili Woman. We were like, we would frequent all these establishments, and then the last yeah. shot is Chili Woman. You're like, fuck yeah! I hope that place is still open. Mm-hmm. No way it is. Nope. But so they go through this bar. They go into the ladies' restroom. They pull a cord. It opens a secret door that takes them up to the fifth floor oh, right, yeah, yeah. where they walk into this uh, what they think is going to be trouble but it turns out just to be a classroom but mm-hmm. a karate man comes out of nowhere and starts to attack <laughs> yeah, it, Grave Digger. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the Black Beret organization yeah. from earlier and, but like all the students teaching. are dressed in like karate geese. Yes. For whatever reason. But this was just Swahili class. Yeah. yeah. But one dude was still like, I'm not taking this shit and comes at them and they're just like, oh hell no, karate man, just mm-hmm. yeah. head against the wall. Listen, Where's Cleavon Little? And they're like, oh, he's he's over there. Yeah. So, but I love that the one the one dude starts swearing at Gravedigger in Swahili. Yes. And he starts swearing back, mm-hmm. and the dude's like, "Where'd you learn all those bad Swahili words?" <laughs> and he says, "Why don't you ask your mama?" <laughs> Gravedigger or, is the fucking best. Yeah. And yeah. he's so fucking smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just God. he's he's amazing. But yeah, so they get to Cleavon Little, who mm-hmm. is just like. My friend is dead and he flew. He's practically <laughs> ensigning out. Yeah, I mean, he, he is, is he is really losing his shit. Yeah. Like, and, they're, and they're like practically they're like slapping him. But like, I don't get a hold of yourself. I mean, man. He, he's acting so weird. I don't know if he was supposed to be a junkie or just lived in like this dilapidated, like dirty I, ass I think, place. I think he was I a junkie who also had junk. just seen some. Sure. Shit. Right. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> we enter the scene and he's already like, oh, yeah. I'm freaking out. But it's like, is this grief? Or, you know, like, yeah. No, yeah, I think yeah. I think he was strung out and they were right. maybe had him drying out in there or whatever. Yeah. But. I mean, they like to the point where he is freaking out about his friend flying through the air. They even cut back to it for like a second where you just see body flying through air. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Coffin goes to slap her around a bit. And again, Gravedigger's like, hey, man, come on. <laughs> He's a junkie. Leave him alone. That's yeah, not how we're going to get to up. this. Yeah. So eventually they get whatever the hell information it is. I think it's for. that they need to be going to the because they keep asking about the bale of cotton, I think. Right. And he, what would a bale of cotton be doing in Harlem? <laughs> yeah, and, but he says, I, I, I think it's at that graveyard or yeah. at that junkyard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and meanwhile, 
one of the white dudes has come because he's been kind of the, the dude has been hanging out at oh, in this, front of the church. This is also where we learned Cleveland Little uh, said, like, the dudes that robbed the place were white. And he yes. was like, how could you tell they were all wearing masks yeah. and everything? And he's like, they ran white. Yeah. And, they're, <laughs> and they both just are pretty much like. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. checks out. <laughs> so right fair enough. Right, yeah. Thanks, man. <laughs> so that's Good that's tip. that's where they kind of got this. Yeah. Like, and then we cut to because we see the guy without the mask for the first time. And for whatever, dude, he's like, for whatever reason, this guy is like, he looks like French French resistance mo- resistance dude. Like, I don't know why they dressed him like this, but yeah. like he's he goes, not inconspicuous at all. No, but he goes to uh, Red Fox's like house. I mean, it's like one of those places like. It's like a floating barge almost. I think like, he lives it's there. Dark. It's his junk palace. It's yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's it's like the kind of place that like would have once been the the offices for a boat yard. Yeah. Yeah. But now yeah. it's just dilapidated, falling apart. Mm-hmm. Thing. Like we were convinced that building was going to explode at some point. Yeah. It looked like you yeah. pick this place because you can blow it up. But, yeah. 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 <laughs> but the, this guy comes and he's like, "Hey, uh, you? I heard you had a bale of cotton." And he's like, "No, I don't know no, anything about that." Wrong, Mister. I don't. And then, uh, and at some point, another guy comes up. Well, he Red Fox immediately just kind of scurries out. He's mm-hmm. just like, "Nope!" And then shuts the door. And then this guy's just yelling in the window, "You scumbag! I'm going to get you!" And th- this other guy who had been we've seen in a few scenes comes out and he starts intimidating that guy. And he's just like, "You're going to go away now," mm-hmm. and th- says something to him intimidating enough to where that guy skedd- skedaddles out of there. And then Red Fox kind of pokes his head back out, and the guy turns around and is like. Is that black enough for you? <laughs> Red Fox is like, not yet, but it's going to be. Not or, yet, but it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of smile each other. Is that black enough for you? It has been. Uh, that's, that's Deke's. Deke's, like, Deke's catchphrase. Yeah. When he came on stage at the very first yeah. time, he goes, is that black enough for you? Yeah. Like, is that black? Like 10 times. Like, that's the name like, of his comedy yes, album. Yes. <laughs> and, and isn't that what the song is singing to? Yes. Mm-hmm. The, the intro yeah. song. Yeah. It, it yeah. was. Um, it's not, Actually, it was. Is that black enough for you? It's not, but it's gonna be. I think was the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So I guess they knew the song. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So that there there are several running catchphrases throughout mm-hmm. this entire film, and that's that's also yeah. one of them. But uh, it, but it it never feels forced. It's always just like I believe they would be saying that right now to the yeah. to each other. Yeah. And keep in mind, Deke has been, you know, the cops are looking for him. He's been hiding out. What's been going on with him is he went to uh, apparently his getaway driver died in the crash mm-hmm. that that was the other guy that mm-hmm. died but they yeah. didn't know about but yeah the getaway driver died in the crash so he's gone to his wife and is like oh he was such a great guy the I'm gonna... widow yeah his who's wearing mabel I, I, now like, think about it okay so that was the guy they had laid out next to the crash yeah. mm-hmm. but then they they knew about the cotton then because somebody like picked it up they're like look yeah. at this we found here and this they're like they're like this, yeah they're like this isn't like processed this is raw cotton yeah. like mm-hmm. what the hell would this be why doing would here? a bale of cotton be yeah. here so and that's yeah. that's what tipped them off they they've been asking everybody since mm-hmm. that crash yeah because yeah. Yeah. they found that but yeah. yeah but he goes to mabel and is like hey you got to got to help me you know we we're, i'm going to take care of you your your husband was a great man she so you see her from the back from the beginning and it's like oh she's wearing a you know morning outfit cuz her husband just died but then the camera keeps pulling out and it's like that's fucking negligee you're wearing a black negligee like mm-hmm. is that your morning <laughs> lingerie well it's not her afternoon <laughs> lingerie chuck <laughs> so these two have this weird sexual tension that both of them seem oblivious to, but like is still there somehow. It's, oh yeah. no, you know, yeah, that Deke is like, well, you know, oh, Deke is sister. all about it. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm just here to to more to help more right. and yeah, to, because, to help take care of you. And yeah, now maybe really, I should stay here. They're really hammering at home like how big of a scumbag Deke is because yeah. mm-hmm. we know that he's stolen like eighty seven thousand dollars worth of of as the, the cops money. Yeah, as yeah. the cops with the poor people's money. And it's not just here. Like he's been to other cities. Like yeah. he went to Chicago and Detroit or something first, and yeah. now he's here. Mm-hmm. So it's like for whatever reason he was carrying all this money from place to place, and that all got stolen. Yeah, yeah, but uh. You know, and now he's hitting on the basically this widow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's he comes out of the shower and is like, "Oh, I my shirt's in the sink. I'm cleaning it. Let me put on one of your husband's robes and just throws on this." Oh, you look this. so much like him now. Yeah, and then she's just like, "Let me touch your lips with mine." And then, like mm-hmm. the second they start making out, is when Iris just throws the door open. Yeah, and she's and like, she's "You like, son of a bitch!" Shoot, time and mother. You know, and this so lady fight breaks out, and yeah. he's just like, "Ladies, please." Yeah, because no. the thing is, she goes after her, not him. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is weird. Yeah. But so they're fighting and he keeps trying to break it up. And eventually Iris picks up. There's a model of the Black Beauty boat Mm -hmm. on the mantle and she just picks it up and conks that lady on the head. Just brains her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And we assume she's dead because you never hear of her again. You do. The cops cops mention mention her that. that, Oh, that she might die. Yes. 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 She's in the hospital. Prognosis negative. (laughs) I believe was the diagnosis. Good or bad. Who knows? It like, was the is, 70s. is death negative? Like, <laughs> I think like, yes. Do you test positive for death? Negative. Well, I mean, <laughs> is the prognosis death? No. Okay. Negative. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> prognosis no. The diagnosis murder. Mm-hmm. But diagnosis so, almost yeah. murder. Yeah. But she does that, and he's like, he's like, you dumb bitch. What the hell? And yeah. he smacks her, which apparently he smacks hard enough to knock her out. Yes. Mm-hmm. As people start pounding on the door outside, mm-hmm. to which he just runs out the fire escape and yeah. is gone again. Yeah. yeah, we we saw a brief uh, scene of Iris going to the Apollo. That's where she got clothes because mm-hmm. we noticed that she ran out basically just wearing negligee yeah. too, mm-hmm. and so she went to see her friend, which only just sets up a scene later that right. she goes to see this lady who's she's trying to set well, up it, a show. Like and... it's a, it's like a striptease, a, a you know a, a burlesque show, and mm-hmm. she's like, I don't want to do any of these feathers or boas or all this. Yeah bullshit white yeah. stuff i want to no do something. feathers no fans yeah. no balloons i want to something I wanna, to I represent do, my, yeah, people. my people you know yeah. and so that that's set up for that and then she comes in and gets some clothes for her yes. not more like a setup scene for later not, yeah. not super important mm-hmm. yeah and we're making it sound random but like it the storytelling is really well yeah, paced yes. yes. throughout we're, this we're just kind of remembering like oh this led us to yeah. this and, mm-hmm. you know. like when these bits and pieces show up they are they flow well it's not right. it's not yeah. random it's not just here's because it's, something that's happening over here it's, you know because at heart it's a detective story mm-hmm. where these two are piecing together okay who took the money why they take it and where is it yeah and they're also trying to track down obviously right. the people who took the money mm-hmm. but yeah so he the whole time Deke has been just kind of like so he takes off from there and then he's having meetings with dudes and he eventually meets with the one dude that chased the guy off from Red Fox's place. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I know where your cotton is because he because Red Fox told him where it was. Right. At, yeah, at, I mean, at this junkyard. And, and the, the great thing is, like, we don't have to see these scenes because you can just imagine, like, I found the weirdest fucking thing. I found a bale of cotton yeah. and I sold it to this junk guy. Like, you could just see, like, this would be a conversation that would come up like, the fuck was that doing here? You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> yes. like, it, it's like we don't have to see it in a movie. It's just like, yeah, they, they would know because mm-hmm. you talk about something weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is basically they're going to everyone's descending on this junkyard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somehow and I don't remember how, but but Gravedigger and. Yeah, they and get information too. They find out that, and yeah. know that this deal is going to happen. Right. Right. So it's just all factions are showing up at this mm-hmm. place. So yeah, and they're all there at night, mm-hmm. which leads to a three-way <laughs> shootout. Don't don't they like briefly arrest 
Deke for almost nothing. Like they don't they get him before this, and then like they're like, no, they no, know no. where he is, but they don't get him yet. No, 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 yeah, I, it's no, after. No, I think they do because I think it's they after. follow him. Like this is they follow him, and that's they, how they lead. They to the, follow him. They know where he is, but they don't interact with him until after the the junkyard thing. Is that he, what it is? He jumps down off a thing, and it's just like, hey guys, and they're just like, you son of a bitch, what are you doing here? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I saw that like they followed him in some way. Like they were like, yeah. no, no, oh, yeah, I'm, they like, knew exactly where it was. They knew he was up in the apartment. Is that what it was? Yeah, okay. they're, they're just following him to find out what's going on. Yeah, because they, they followed him to the because they were going to arrest him, and he's like, like, no, yeah. no, no, like you know, let the rabbit go and you know catch the fox and right. blah blah blah, and like we won't mm-hmm. go after the rabbit, wait for the fox, and we'll mm-hmm. get everything. Yeah, right. Yeah, but this leads to this a uh, shootout at this junkyard in the dark, which featuring right before, a flare gun. Yeah, but yeah. like right before it starts, what's the line where he says like the white shit's about to hit the black fan? Yeah, <laughs> <Yep. laughs> <laughs> the grave digger once again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a three-way shootout, and like there's flammable shit everywhere, which is good because mm-hmm. Gravedigger packs a flare gun. Yep. So whenever barrels get shot, he's just like, Foom, and then- well, he he basically starts everything going bad by yeah. shooting the flare gun into the air, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, oh shit, yeah. They're like, because I think they're all there to steal it, yes, steal the bail, and just- like everyone thinks everyone else doesn't know right. that they're there. I think they, I think uh, Digger and Coffin are like their plan is to just get everybody to shoot mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so that's why to, they, yeah, that's they don't why have they, enough of them to arrest all right, those guys. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's why they they kick it off so yeah, that they yeah. he like, shoots hey, the flare look. up, and the flare illuminates the whole scene and everybody can see each other. Mm-hmm. But they somehow start getting caught in the crossfire yeah. because mm-hmm. all well, of their plans go horribly, horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always. <laughs> but man, it, what doesn't go horribly wrong is one of them shooting a gas barrel in front of two of the masked dudes in the orange jumpsuits from the beginning. Uh huh. To which. <laughs> Gravedigger takes that flare gun and shoots directly at the pile at the puddle of gasoline in front of them, yep. lighting that on fire and blowing shit up. Mm-hmm. He also and, just straight up shoots a dude. Yeah, with he the shoots flare a gun. dude in the chest yes. with a flare gun. <laughs> yep. And then later, someone's about to get the drop on Coffin, to which he just Donkey Kong's a barrel over his head <laughs> and throws it down on the dude. Yep. <laughs> yep. And he eventually he eventually catch, catches Deke. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, fancy meeting yeah. you here, Reverend. And that's when Pierre Francois shows up to, <laughs> he was going to get the drop on him. That's, Jean Valjean. That's when, he, that's when the barrel comes down. And, yep. and so he runs off. Yeah. Deke gets away. Yeah. Also, Jean Valjean <laughs> gets away because he almost runs over Gravedigger. Like, like, yes. like, Gravedigger. Gravedigger chases him to, uh, he gets, Jean Valjean gets in a truck mm-hmm. and takes uh, off and almost runs him over. Mm-hmm. He's able to fire the flare gun at the back of the truck, which ignites it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and, and just the shot is the two of them going, you get your man? Nope. Because no. they call him White Fox and Black Fox. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you get White Fox? He goes, nope. Yeah. He goes, you get Black Fox? Nope. nope. He got away too. And then they just show they this They had a really good shot. quote about that too. Like they had a, a good quip between the two, but I can't remember. Yeah. There are too many. There are so yeah. many good quips. Too many quips. That almost ruins them to mention yeah. all mm-hmm. of them. But, but it's just great because this shot shows the truck driving off, this flaming truck just driving off into the distance. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they're both looking at like, Fuck, man. Yeah. And that's kept, when they cut to cops like yeah. carrying bodies out. I kept thinking. No, no, no. As, not before. They're just like, oh, whatever. And they're like walking back. And oh, no. All the other cops have shown up yeah, first. Yeah, the cops yeah. are there. And then Deacon, Deke just like jumps out like, he jumps hey, down guys, what's going on? Yeah, he's like, hey, what are you guys doing here? And they're like, the f- <laughs> arrest him. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing here? <laughs> he's like, what? I'm just here to, you know, pray for my people. I'm yeah. looking for the money that was stolen. So, yeah, and like, and you son of a bitch. <laughs> Deke really is a slippery fuck. Yeah. Oh, and, and it's nice because he like cons everyone except Gravedigger. Yeah. And, and well, Coffin. Well, and, him and, and like him and Coffin were literally pointing guns at each yeah. other. Like he, he knew he was there. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, 
you're, you know, obviously you're you're seeing the story from Grave Digger and Coffin's point of view. So you're like, yeah, fuck that guy, man. Mm-hmm. But everybody's like, oh, Reverend, you're here. And they're like, no, arrest this son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's like, that man's a pillar of the community, yeah. you know. But they do take him in. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is one detective, uh, one of the white detectives who's on their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is the third it's man his, in the interrogation? It's like their lieutenant or yeah, whatever. Sort of yeah. Lieutenant, yeah. 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 There's like, so there's one guy who's like, I don't know, I'm kind of indifferent to this, and you know, he's he's backed by the whatever. Yeah, all, all these government like organizations. Captain of, captain mm-hmm. of the precinct. Yeah, is is the old older guy, older mm-hmm. older white dude yeah. who actually doesn't seem to really like Coffin and Digger. I think he's okay with them until things go south. Right. He just doesn't want a lot of conflict. Yeah. And he just thinks that they have this personal vendetta yeah. for whatever reason. But, but the but lieutenant the other, is on on their side yeah. for sure. Almost mm-hmm. the entire way. And yeah. almost he's letting them run the show. Like, he has to remind them at one point, I'm your boss. Yeah. And they're still just like, so? <laughs> well, it's, I mean, to be fair, like, a white guy in a Harlem precinct, like, they're pretty much running the show. Sure. You know, except for when they need extra muscle from the regular beat cops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, they 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 they, they take Deke to jail. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and into the grimy interrogation room in the basement or whatever. Yeah, and he is just like, man, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I didn't do anything. I've been ripped off. You need to get yeah, out there they and took find my money. Yeah. yeah, find my money. And they're just like, oh yeah, well, what about this witness? <laughs> just throw open the door. And they bring Iris in, and yeah. Iris is fucking furious. And she, and she and she's got a black eye, and he's like, who did that she's to like, it's you? It's you, Iris. She's like, you did, you son of a bitch. And she's wearing like a hospital gown and a kerchief. Yeah. Yes, they put her in like a burlap sack. Oh, but she has a good, like, she's like, you motherfucker. Yeah. I've told them everything, you're fucked. Yes. Like, it's over. I, you hit that woman, you hit that poor woman with the right. ship. That's where she, and that's where she fucked up. Yeah. Because then he's like, oh, well, in all this due diligence, obviously you took fingerprints and who's around there? And they're like, uh, and, the ca- and the the lieutenant's like, oh, we're, I forgot to tell you guys about that. We're gonna have to yeah. let you go. And then, and then then they're like, well, technicality, it's Sunday. We could hold him for twenty four hours, but at this point, basically, like an angry mob has shown up outside. Well, well, well wait, 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 yeah. wait, 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 wait. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wait, he, the, they end the interrogation, and he's like, "Can I go now?" And they're like, "No, you got to stay here." Mm-hmm. But Grave Digger looks at him. He's like, "You know." You could have ripped off anybody, but you ripped off poor people. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you ripped could, off, you, and, and, and he's like, and he's like, you could have been the next Malcolm X. People would have followed you. They, you, you had a message people cared about, and all you did was take their money with it. And he's yeah. like, you're just a pimp with a chicken shit spine. Mm-hmm. Was that the you could have ripped off like you could have ripped off white people? No, that's at the end. That's yeah. at the end. Okay. Yeah, but but oh, Grave Digger just fucking lays into him. And he's just yeah. like, you're just a chicken shit. This was also the scene where he pulls out like they're like, oh, we found this, and they bring out his like fancy cigarette case slash lighter. Yes, and he yeah. puts a cigarette in his mouth and goes to light it, and I think it's coffin. Just goes smack and smacks him <laughs> upside the head, knocks the cigarette out, and he's like, "That's police brutality." He's like, "No, that's cancer prevention." Yeah, <laughs> it's real good too because they they give him his lighter at the junkyard. Yeah. And then they cut to him lighting it, which mm-hmm. is in the interrogation room. Yeah. And they do that several times in this movie mm-hmm. where they there's s- some really clever ass cuts yeah. in this movie where a character starts doing something and then it continues in yeah. another location and it's doesn't feel gimmicky. It's it's mm-hmm. fairly natural. I believe those are called match cuts. I know. But sometimes they're just real dumb, like a character well, it was will a say, lighter cut. And yeah. Then. Well, it's just like, <laughs> you know where we should go on vacation and then they just cut to people in Hawaii and they go, Hawaii. You know, it's yeah. like those don't ever work. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. Mm hmm. Yeah, but so Gravedigger gets to lay into him 
before they put him in jail. And that's when all the people of, and he's like, you know, I got a congregation. They're going to be pissed that I'm not at, at the, yeah. I'm yeah. not there to give them their service mm-hmm. on Sunday morning. Right. We well, see like a small m- church congregation walking down the street with that's trays of food. Basically mm-hmm. the next morning. Yeah. Is yeah. they're all like, yeah. they're, and they, they make ch- marching though, from the church they're marching to the precinct. And, singing yeah. and like that kind yeah. of like, Gets the crowd to start like, but what's like, going but it's on? All the fucking winos it's on the just, street. They're like, hey, I'm gonna yeah, sing too. Just dregs of humanity are coming off the streets, just like, yeah, free deke, woo, you know. So, but eventually, like, just everyone in the neighborhood just shows up, and mm-hmm. they're, you know, immediately the cops are just like, riot gear time, let's do this. Yeah, and they're like, got well, and it's weird because there's also and, like hippie dudes there, like changing the same message a little bit later. We don't know if like I. They never make it clear what's going on there. If these guys are just like looking to start a riot, it's if weird. They're just trying to fuck with people. That is or the what. weirdest shit. It yeah. looks like they're they're originally like. So the the group gathering starts, and there's like one white dude there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he like runs off. Yeah. He's like aha, <laughs> and then he comes back with five white dudes, yes. and we're like, oh shit, here's where the race riot starts, uh-huh. and now we're gonna have you know. But there's one problem. But they pull like out Owen, signs and they're like, "Yeah, fucking free Deke, you yeah. stupid crackers." <laughs> but there's like <laughs> Owen Wilson cowboy dude. In yeah, Harlem. yeah, yeah. Like, so we can't figure out. Like, yeah. I don't. But that dude never. He always seemed genuinely into this protest. Yeah, right. He was just right. like, "Yeah, free Deke, and motherfuckers." And, and the one dude's like, "Get the fuck out of here, white boy." Yeah, every time you would hear that dude's voice, like eight people in the crowd would turn around and say, "Shut up, white man." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's weird because they're actually there for it. Maybe they yeah. seem to be. It seems like, like it they, might be a side plot. Maybe like they were, they were spies. Like, when the shit starts to go down, the black berets show up and they just grab all of the the white dudes and drag them out of there. Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening? This is yeah. the oddest. Now, did the did the black berets beat up the white dudes or did they just hustle them they out of there? They just gra- yeah. grabbed them and yoinked them out of there. Maybe yeah. they were. Trying to hustle them out of there for everyone's protection. I don't know. Who knows? It was weird. It the seemed, Black Berets know, always seemed to be up to good. But yeah, men seemed into the protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But eventually, like, Gravedigger and, and Coffin, they, like, pushed their way. They they were out somewhere yeah. else. And they, they pushed their the... way through the crowd and come up the steps. Because, like, all the cops inside are fucking gearing up. They're mm-hmm. grabbing shotguns. And they're like, all right, we, we need to be ready for an assault on this precinct. And we're yeah. like, hold the phone, guys. Yeah. I mean... But they're but they're like already declaring it a riot. And mm-hmm. It's like no, these people are just outside protesting. Yeah. They did throw something through a window. Yeah, eventually so. they do. But this yeah. is well after they've like already geared up and been ready to fucking murder everyone. Yeah, or there's whatever. four dudes outside with shotguns yeah. and like Gravedigger Ned are just like guys, get yeah, get yeah. The they they come up there. the stairs and they, and they're just like, listen, have we ever have we ever lied to you guys? Well, they say they say. I promise you he will get out tomorrow and everything will be fine. Cause they're like, he's in the basement. We know what you guys do to him in the basement. They're like, look, he's fine. He'll, he'll get out. <laughs> Cause Digger goes, he goes like, he's like, he's fine. He's alive. And I'm the doctor. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, then, that, and then they go, they go like, we promise we will get the $87,000 back. We may have broken some skulls, but we've never broken a promise. Right. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, Hmm. Yes. Yeah, they yeah. have a point. That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> he did break my skull, but he promised not to do it again. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> and this gets the crowd to kind of start dispersing until well, it it kind of causes a bit of mass chaos until like there's been this ongoing comical drama with this chicken cart that's right there in front mm-hmm. of the precinct, and one of them just starts grabbing chickens like live chicken cart, yes. not, like not a no, thing not, selling not chicken, like a, yeah. not like a food truck, but right. like a crate a truck full of crates of chickens, and one of them just goes over and just starts grabbing chickens and throws them into the crowd. Well, because mm. there's like two people that are like, let's burn this motherfucker down. Yeah. And everyone else is like, no, we're kind of calming down. Like, yeah, we're, no, we're, we're okay past here. That and then, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's right. They throw the chickens to distract the, the yeah. really angry guy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And then like everyone's like chickens. And then it's just like, 
cool. Thanks for the chickens. Let's go home. And they, <laughs> and they yeah, pay the, the guy yeah, for coughing, the chickens. hands him like six bucks or whatever. He's like, all right. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, if somebody starts throwing chickens, you might get distracted. Sure. But <laughs> free but, chickens. But I mean, like, it's, it's like, I think as weird as like a bale of, of cotton being in Harlem, like live chicken crates I was a, is I, equally kind of strange. Well, like, like, was there also like the people walking back and forth with the pane of glass? Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, it felt like it yes. was like that. Well, scene. there was a fruit yes. cart. There was the fruit yeah. cart. Yes. I mean, so I, I, 70s New York, man, was still know. very close to 1930s New York. <laughs> yeah. So, but they go they, inside and they get dressed down by the captain. Yeah. Even though they've just basically stopped a riot but he's like you you guys arrested this guy in the first place yeah but it's like it's not even addressing down at first he's just like tell me that no one in the precinct authorized you to pay the chicken man to throw the chickens into the crowd and and squelch the riot he's he's dressing them down for promising that they'll get the money back no i know but at first he's just like just tell me no one authorized you to do this and they're like no we did it on our own he's like thank god okay because there's protocols for riots and you guys didn't follow them you guys suck Mm -hmm. you shouldn't do that and then they're just like, okay, but, you know, this guy's a piece of shit. We got to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, how about this? How about I just take you off the case? And they're just like, okay, yeah, that's even better. Yeah. That's fantastic. I love it. Because <laughs> Coffin is like, like, Gravedigger the whole time has just been kind of like, yeah, whatever, man. It's a job. And Coffin has been like, no, we got to nail this motherfucker to the wall. We need yeah. to, we need to end this. And, and then, and Coffin's the first one who's like, Okay. Yeah, he pulls out yeah. the cigar out of his pocket. He's like, he's like yeah, sure. Yeah, great. fantastic. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm off the case. Yeah, I know. And I like that when he's doing that, the lieutenant is standing behind the captain. He's like, oh, man, this yeah. is bad. But, yeah. Like He's got this look of disapproval. He's like, oh, no, we yeah. shouldn't do that. This, this seems looking, worse somehow. This, yeah, he keeps looking at the captain like, I can't believe, what are you doing, man? These guys yeah. are all right. <laughs> and also, then when they're also like, you're, taking the, you're taking the reins off. Uh, yeah. Now, you're, mm-hmm. now yeah. you're really letting like, these guys you know what's going to happen? They're going to go rogue. Yeah, but when, when, they, when they're like, all right, that's cool. That's when he's like, wait, what? <laughs> he, he does like the dog tilt the head yeah. like, oh. Yeah, and they're just like, yeah, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> And I was joking, man. They should just end the movie right there. They just walk off, <laughs> roll credits, and yeah. just like, wait, what? <laughs> Forget about it, Gravedigger. <laughs> yeah. It's Harlem. Yeah. So they kind of get out in the hallway, and they're just like, we're not off the case. We're going to totally do this. <laughs> so they set in motion this plan to release uh, Iris from her cell uh, because all of the, the ladies from the congregation have been down there feeding mm-hmm. the reverend and everything. So they've got the doofy tall white guy down there yeah. and they get her out by having her pretend to be one of the ladies in the congregation mm-hmm. by kind of pretending to be old and yeah. threatening him with an umbrella. And also the deacon, like as soon as the riot was dispersed, the lawyer showed up for deacon oh, and mm-hmm. got him bailed. Right. And, and he's basically out. Yeah. And he walks out in, in another James Brown cape thing, like mm-hmm. all sparkly yeah. and shit. It's the same one. Yeah. Is it? Okay. But it's yeah, fully it's wrapped around one, him. It's, it's just fucking awesome. Good lighting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. But so they, they've hatched a plan. They're like, well, we know who knows yeah. where he's going to go and where he's going to go to find that money. So we're going to send you yeah. to follow them and then we'll follow well, you. Well, because they, they had a brief to like, well, who who hates him more than we do? Like, who has a vendetta? And they're like, oh, yeah. And, yeah. yeah we see your, them break Iris out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, and she goes to the Straight church. to the church, and then, like, beep, beep, beep. Like, there's all these, like... Well, she turns... Turn the pulpit... Con- yeah, pulpit, turns yeah. the pulpit and 90 degrees. And it opens the this, this secret door that she crawls through, and it's this little, like, get smart tunnel where, yeah. you know, another door has a code on it that opens up. And it looks like you just push random bolts on yeah. it, like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and then that opens, and inside is Pierre LaFrance, you know, mm-hmm. who's got sweaty, you know... Yeah, Deke is there and tied up to a chair, yeah. and, like, they've already got him. Like, and he's got two... Black Shriners, 
two guys there's a, are wearing. There's another faction of like it's, they're probably it's not the Black Berets, but they're like they're the Red Shriners, guys. Yeah. The Black Fezzes. Uh, yeah, yeah, just but so red, uh, red Fezzes, Black guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they immediately they sit her down and just like, what are you doing here? And then like, well, um, the thing is, like, and tie her up. Yeah. yeah, they tie her up, and and Deke and Jean Valjean are having this argument where where they're he, he's like, well, you got the money, and they're like, no, I don't have the money. I don't. I genuinely don't know where the money is yeah and, th- and it's like this is where he basically like i will tell you all my plans like i brought you in yeah. like you were nothing until i met you in jail or, yeah I guess. and the way they lay out the plan to each other you're like oh so she's just wearing a wire and mm-hmm. that they're gonna be recording all this but mm-hmm. no no. no no and he's like but what about the whole like you know district attorney thing and he's like that's that was just in case you didn't show up and you did show up and yeah i'm you know like we're still partners like mm-hmm. yeah. stop trying to kill each other like let's just go find the find the money and eventually someone mentions the bale of cotton mm-hmm. and she's like oh bale of cotton huh i know where that is yeah. yeah and then so immediately frenchie is totally into her and listening to everything she has to say and she's like okay i'll tell you but here's what you need to do you need to kill that motherfucker <laughs> shoot, shoot this motherfucker right, she's like just, untie me and i'll do it and he's like oh great well, no, untie it's, it's his idea he's like yeah. no no how about this how about i let you do it and you're starting to think, wait, was this her plan the whole time for mm-hmm. her to to make this I did to give this gesture and then for him to be like, yeah, you kill him. But it then, doesn't, they, then they hear something outside. It, yeah, there's <laughs> <laughs> guess who fucks up the plan again. <laughs> yeah. So they hear something. The two Shriner dudes go out to investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jean Valjean is eventually like uh, they haven't come back yet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a shot where like they're like behind the very last pew and like the Shriner dudes are on one side all tied up and gagged and everything mm-hmm. and <laughs> Coffin Coffin and Gravedigger are on the other side just like Shh. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> he's coming and so he comes out and meanwhile back in the room uh, Deke is like okay sh- she's taking a bottle and broken it and she's just like I'm gonna murder yeah, you yeah she's untied already yeah. mm-hmm. and he's like okay fine but before you murder me, murder me reach into my pocket and pull out the surprise which you're like ew uh so she starts doing that. He says, the, it's even more, ooh, it's pull out that package, Yeah, baby. pull out that package, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they cut back out. Um, one of them fires a warning shot, and then he tries to scurry back into the, the trap door area, to which Gravedigger fucking fires his flare gun right at the trap, the, the, the secret door compartment, which just lights that whole thing on yeah. fire. So they don't have to worry about opening that door. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, but he is also pissed at Cotton. He's like, good job. Yeah. Because because Cotton fired that shot for no particular reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but they chase the guys down the hall and they have to like bust out the well, they panels shoot, of the door. They shoot the door with yeah. a shotgun twice to be able to get in and hit the button to raise the mm-hmm. door. They get in and it's just Iris sitting there with this giant ass ring on her finger, just admiring it. And they're just like, where's the door? Where's the other door? How did they get out? And she's not saying anything. She's just staring at this ring and they're just like. Uh, whatever tap wall okay well, there's well, the door <laughs> while, oh, they're, while they're doing he's that, just leaning on it grave digger yeah. leans oh, on right. it and yeah. it does the <laughs> yeah. rotating door thing <laughs> that's right put the candle back yeah. <laughs> he's just like uh baby this way <laughs> yeah uh from here does this just cut straight to the apollo uh, yeah i think so because yeah. it cuts to the bale yeah. of cotton which is on stage mm-hmm. at the apollo and then you see the lady from earlier come out and she's doing her striptease routine mm-hmm. to a song called cotton comes to harlem and we'll kick its ass yes <laughs> if cotton comes to harlem we'll kick its ass yep. yeah. yeah i think they kept saying his I, they might have yeah. yeah i mean it's maybe they're Either personifying way. cotton maybe. sure yeah sure sure 
this goes on a while. And if this movie has any flaws, it's that this sequence goes on far too long. It's like, mm-hmm. let's show this lady strip at the Apollo, mm-hmm. which is really weird because it's followed by a gospel show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's show time at the Apollo. I guess yeah. it's. Yeah. So this yeah. goes on. It's an but, extended sequence. It it's is. at least we four see, minutes. It, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. I mean, the, the real inherent flaw, as you said, is the programming lineup of like, yeah, here's a, right. you it's, know, racially charged striptease right. followed by three Gosp- ladies and three Gospelocity. kids. Gospel. Yeah. 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 Gospel. Gospelodian. 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 <laughs> yes. Yes. I kept thinking it was like, yeah, the we didn't get Gospelodian on my but, TV yeah. when I was a kid. No, yeah. We do see Iris in the audience wearing a sweet silvery suit. She's wearing some T-Boz get yeah. up yeah. of some sort and yeah it's like it a was, 90s, it was like she was in TLC, yeah. outfit yeah <laughs> yeah it's great yeah but deke has come in the back and we see him and he kind of walks in looks at her and then he looks on the stage and he sees oh there's that big fucking bale of cotton mm-hmm. and so he's kind of sneaks backstage and he's standing on one side of the stage he's more mesmerized by the lady once he gets there yeah, yeah. it's like you think he's still just and it's like no he's watching her gyrate. Yeah. the stage hands especially are just mesmerized by her and they are distracted by her because they happen to miss Frenchman who has arrived in blackface for reasons I still don't understand. Yeah. Okay. If, well, o- is- only to paint the the literal worst version of of a scenario you could possibly be in when he's undone. I get that. You know? Yeah. Like, but it's like, what was his what was his thought in his head? He's a bad crimer. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And he thought <laughs> that. He would blend in by doing this. But he's wearing a fucking 18th century top hat and tails. Sure. He yeah. is wearing, he yeah, is wearing he looks, a very racially charged he outfit looks like all a, around. Yeah, he looks like a blackface ringmaster. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this is not that type of show. No. It, it's like it's reminiscent of minstrel show type things. Yeah, it, it is. is. It very it is clearly very supposed to be. But, but all he had to do was sneak in backstage, wait for them to put the bale of cotton back in the prop room, and then do what he had to do. He he's, is a bad crimer. He, and he does not understand yeah. disguise. Yeah. He, he also like dressed himself like the French resistance dude for no particular reason. Because <laughs> right. right. he's not keep... French. He's no. not. No. no, he's he's not at all French. He's got a Doesn't gravelly a white voice. He's, yeah. he's a very 60-year-old man at this time who was only 30 yeah. At some point, he grew into that voice because I recognized the voice. He was yeah, in like a million TV too. shows, but not at this age. He wasn't. Yeah. So, but um, but yeah, but he eventually like he meets up with Deke in the back, and Deke no on stage. They or, unmask well, him. Well, yeah, on. he pushes him onto stage, yeah. and that's when he unmasks him. He's like, it's not Deke. That's it's, it's Gravedigger comes out. No, no, no. no, no, no Deke, sorry, Deke right, tosses, yeah. tosses yeah. him out and like basically throws him to the crowd. He's like, look at this. This guy stole all your money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, look at the look white at man here. Yeah. Black face and ass white man. Yeah, yeah, because what they do is they rip a mask off of him, like an actual, like some sort of plastic covering that he had yeah. on his face to just reveal a portion of well, face I mean, that's not. You can't painted. have a Scooby Doo ending if it's just <laughs> shoe polish on someone's face. But I mean, he. Yeah. Yeah. But Deke is just like, look at this motherfucker. Do you see this guy? Of course, this guy stole your money. Look mm-hmm. at him. And everyone's just like, yeah, throw him out here. We're going to kill him. Yeah, they are about to. And they throw him out there and they're going to kill him. Yeah. And all the all the <laughs> Black Panther ish guys start beating him down. Yeah. And like, that's when suddenly Gravedigger is on stage with a shotgun and shoots it in the air. And everybody's like, oh, they actually go, oh, because <laughs> yeah, he's, they, like, he's like, let like, him go. Let him go. They gr- keep in mind, they're about to watch a gospel show. <laughs> They've just watched a burlesque show. It's so, about to watch Gospel Odeon. They were so worried. Maybe this in is the middle. Why- they're going to have a. <laughs> they're they're going to have sex, a, murder, redemption. A murder. Yes. <laughs> yeah. God. They 
<laughs> there you go. Murder that guy, and then watch Gospelodian. Yeah. Three ladies and three children. Yeah, I was come gonna on say stage. they were gonna wash <laughs> away their sins, Chuck. They were gonna need some Jesus Simple. after murdering that man. But they are all super sad yeah. when Gravedigger fires his shotgun, and they're just like, "Nah, yeah." <laughs> but throw his ass. But, but even he like makes it sort of theatrical because like he leads him up there and handcuffs him, and then like hooks him onto part of the set, and yeah. then is like. Raise him to heaven or something like that. Hoist him to the oh, heavens. Yes. Yep. And like they As raise the him up comes or no, the no, no, no. They, they just like, you yeah. know, raise this oh, cardboard yeah. house. They raise thing. him up out of sight and then he goes over and changes the card on the easel, mm-hmm. which now says Gospel yeah, He's like, yeah. All right, here's Gospel Odian. Anyway, See you here's Gospel Odian. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they come out and everyone's just like, Yeah, sweet, Gospel Odian. Yeah. The Apollo's great, everybody. <laughs> you know, I can't argue with that. No. <laughs> That would be like the kind of show that you would tell your grandchildren about. You'd be like, all right, listen, I was at the Apollo one day. And, <laughs> it was, and this, it was 1977. This chick was doing a, a cotton themed burlesque show. Uh huh. She took off like three wigs. We almost, we almost lynched a guy at intermission. Yeah, for wearing blackface, that motherfucker. Yeah, and then Gospelodian played for a so while. Nearly yeah. lynched a man. Yeah. Gospelodian played for a while, and you wouldn't believe what happened next. Yeah, the finale is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, meanwhile, Deke has, you know, he's thrown them to, thrown this guy to the crowd, and mm-hmm. then gone backstage and been like, I need to get to that bale of cotton. They put the cotton bale money. In, the, in the prop room. Yeah, it's in the prop room, and he's digging through it. And this is like a really sweet prop room, too. I mean, there's like a lot of... Uh, there have been some shows that were put on there, because because yeah. like there's all kinds of shit. There's like a huge cutout that looks I, I don't know if it's John Coltrane, but it looks kind of like him. Yeah. And then there, there's like all these other just cool props. Yeah. In it's, the room. it's not a well lit room, but you can see that there's like there's like swords and like medieval swords and shit. Yeah. It's like, what has been going on here? Yeah, <laughs> just the best things. <laughs> yeah. But he starts digging through the cotton. And this is when <laughs> Coffin comes out from behind him. Mm hmm. And they get in a fight and he smacks him around a bit. And this is when he's around like, a lot. Yeah. yeah. And this is when he's like, you could have stolen from the white man and I wouldn't have given a shit. Mm-hmm. And he said, that would have been none of my business. But well, even you, you stole from all the black people. And that is my business. Yeah. Yeah. That, it's like white people have, have been exploiting us for a long time. We're finally starting to get past that. And then people like you come along. Yeah. And now our own people are ripping us off. No. And I cannot stand for that. Now, Coffin also has the drop on him with a gun mm-hmm. and puts it away. He's like, no, no, <laughs> like, no, no. I'm going to beat the hell out now, of you. No. And, and but Deke has like, I don't know what you call that. The, like the hook, like a bailing hook. Yeah. Is yeah. That what it's I think you're yeah. I think actually well, that's, yeah, that's exactly what he's right. He's like into digging in, into it. And so like, but I guess he drops it too. Or, or Coffin's just like, Coffin knocks it knocks out. Come at me with that. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But he just spends his time beating the shit out. He roughs him up a lot. Yeah. Yep. And and this is when Deke's like, I'll make a deal with you. I'll split it. We'll split it 50 50. Mm-hmm. You get you take the half. I'll take the other half. And, so, and then by and then, then it's just like, I tell you what, you take it all and just let me walk and uh, you'll never see me in Harlem again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's just That's like, what you want, right? Yeah. You'll yeah. never see me in Harlem. And it is a bail. At hook. this point, Iris breaks in mm-hmm. and tries to <laughs> shoot Coffin. He's yeah. like, shoot him, baby, shoot him. Yeah. Well, well because she just got a she giant got a ass ring. Yeah, yeah. She got what she wants, which mm-hmm. is money. Yeah. Iris. Mm hmm. Kanye would write a song about you one you day. You can't turn a hoe into a housewife. Yeah. That Iris, she's so nearsighted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, Coffin, I think, punches her out again. Well, well, no, that's when Gravedigger comes in behind her and mm. knocks her gun hand right. up. It just kind of knocks it like the gun two inches away from mm-hmm. her, so it distracts her for four yeah. seconds. And Goofy Tall Cop is there for some reason. Because, well, they, because the, co- the the captain has sent him to go yeah. retrieve them. Well, he's go redeem he's basically, yourself. Yeah, begged him to let him yeah. go 
do this so that he can yeah. redeem himself. And like he has this slight races turn when he's in the jail. He's like, I've been waiting for my chance to get those black detectives. You yeah, know, those just, black bastards. Yeah, and you're just like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> you like, were whoa. doofy well, white guy an hour ago. What's they've kind of set him up to be the fool. Sure, a, a yeah, few times, but he's certainly. also an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> he deserved yeah, it's every good guy. But they've he, set him up to be the further fool. Yeah, okay. he busts in and then he ends up fighting with Iris, right. and that's when Gravedigger grabs his handcuffs <laughs> and handcuffs the two of them together. And he's like, you keep an eye on her. He's like, you got this? All right, sweet. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> also, also, there's $87,000 in there. If you get it, you'll probably be like junior detective or something. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. See ya. <laughs> so he just starts digging into it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind yeah. of the last we see of him throughout the finale part. Well, until the wrap up. Yeah. Because um, yeah. Deke, like he basically, they've chased him down. They chase him through some of the rooms in the backstage area. Yeah. And he eventually comes to the side of the stage and then just kind of, he's all beat to hell. Like he's he's got like, Dawn of the Dead zombie makeup, practically. Yeah, they've his, overdone it on... Yeah. He, he doesn't look right. Yeah, it's not a great makeup job, but he's clearly beat up, and yeah. he stumbles on stage, and they, they, Talk about show must go on, because Gospel Odeon is not stopping for this no, zombie no. dude walking down <laughs> on stage. They try to sing through him. They, he keeps trying to grab their mic, like, I need the mic, and they're just like, no. Yeah, like, and you really only get one shot on stage at yeah, the Apollo, so... Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you get swept up. And off. eventually, right. he grabs the mic away from one of the children. Yes. He's like, give me that mic, God He damn slaps it. them. He yeah. slaps the children. Twice. Yes. Twice. And, and, and the crowd turns on him well, quick. Gravedigger and and Ed are on the at the side of the stage, and they're like, let's go get him. And he's like, no, no. Let him hang himself. Yep. He's going to do it. You know he's going to do it. So he's just like, everybody, listen. I... I didn't. Yeah. Mean, I. You, you need to follow me. I. I he starts. Yeah. He, tries, he tries to recycle their lines. I'm gonna yeah. be the next Marcus Garvey. Yeah, I'm Malcolm. Malcolm X. You follow me, and everyone's just getting up and walking. Boo out this like, man. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Yeah, he's like not even making complete sentences. <laughs> yes. yeah. The thing is about this scene. One small negative for this movie. The audience has no fucking idea what's going on. They really here. don't. They just see him beat up and they just decide, They're oh, like, you oh, took our money. Boo. Well, they, they, they smack at some children. Yeah, stuff. he was. Yeah. Swear, yes. He's supposed yes. to be a preacher who's. Give me the mic. He's saying God, God damn it and yeah. smacking children and yeah. interrupting Gospel Odeon. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, yeah. Yes. That is his true sense. Yeah. Interrupting yeah. That was Gospel the big finale. I didn't realize. Yeah. I shall now atone for my sins. The best part is like, he's like, no, don't leave. Don't leave any like kind of he's on his knees and then he just falls forward. Mm-hmm. And Gravedigger cuts the cord for the curtain, and so the curtain just comes down right in front of him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. So then... And then... So they're they're back in the prop room, and the white cop is like, uh, there's no money in this cotton bale. And the two stagehands come in, and he's just like, well, who was in here last? And where are Gravedigger and Ed? And they're just like, eh, man. They're long gone. They left. Yeah. <laughs> And then there's a scene where they've gone to like the mafia dude that like we've seen earlier. Yeah, we didn't really talk about the mafia. They took they the black mafia boss took them to see the Italian quote unquote Italian mafia boss. So Casper is the black (laughs) mafia dude. Yeah, he's basically the representative of the mafia boss. He's the The mafia boss's Harlem Harlem. representative. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, But But, their whole thing, like, we need look, we're gonna. Need order and everything going on here. We need eighty-seven thousand dollars. He's like, why? And they start doing this whole thing. Like, well, I don't know. You know, we might be more you know, need for yeah, black Yeah, because crime. originally they first... originally they thought that he had ripped them off right, because right. it was white white guys had stolen the money. So like, well, of course it's the mafia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oh, also Deke had like squealed on the mafia or something, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had that scene earlier. Right. In this scene, like, it looks like they're kind of shaking and coffin. Just kind of went to 
Casper again and were like, take us to the boss again. Yeah. Because yeah. it's all three of them. And they're just kind of shaking doesn't the dude down. To, like, more Casper less. doesn't seem to know what's going on. Well, and he first, kind of catches on and like, oh, yeah, yeah well, we're going to need. Yeah, it's going to get crazy up in Harlem unless we get $87,000 specifically. It was weird because at first you're kind of thinking, OK, they took the money. They're going to go pay this dude off to get him to, to stay out of Harlem. Right. That's what I thought the initial payoff was going to be, that mm-hmm. they stole the money. They were going to go take it to this dude and say, we're going to give you $87,000. Leave Harlem alone. Harlem mm-hmm. is off limits. But no, they ask for $87,000. You're like, the fuck is happening? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they cut to the, the chief just pulling wads of money out of this cotton belt. He's <laughs> yeah. like, looks like you were wrong, idiot. There's all the money is here. And he's just like. Guys, I swear there there was no money in there, mm-hmm. and they just turned yeah. And Gravedigger and Coffin are just sitting there like, man, <laughs> I don't know why what happened. It's weird, yeah, yeah. He's like, these black bastards set me up, and the chief is like, whoa, yeah, he apologize like, for that racial slur, yeah. And the guy's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> he just kind of stomps off out of scene like a petulant child. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you and the the captain's like sorry for that guy. He said he's gone through a lot today. Anyway, <laughs> you guys are awesome. <laughs> so yeah, he said he's had a rough day, and they're like, haven't we all? Yeah, kind of all have, mm-hmm. Captain. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you very much, Captain. And yeah, there's a little like sort of ending thing because you're kind of mm-hmm. like, well, what actually happened to the money? Uh-huh. And then so they're r- driving off in their car, and they're like, oh, we got a postcard here, yeah. and it's <laughs> it's Red <laughs> Fox sitting there with like. Two or three topless ladies, and like he's wearing... two and a half. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. One, one was not topless. Yeah, because there are five we, breasts. Yeah, and it's a postcard. Yeah, you know, it's like because a, earlier on, like they had been implied. It, they said he vanished from uh-huh. his. Well, from they were his in his dock home, his abode, and there was blood everywhere. And they're like, right. he must be dead. Drag the river. He's got to be in there. Yeah. And they never found him. Mm-hmm. So at the end, he, they get this postcard from him. Where he was like, yeah, this is a really nice shot too because it's a postcard and it's kind of like Dutch angled mm-hmm. and. It's for a second, it's still, and then it starts moving. Yeah. And it's just like a fucking Harry Potter <laughs> postcard. <laughs> yep. He's just moving and just like Red Fox is sitting there just kind of smiling and, yeah. and looking yeah. at the camera and the girls are kind of he's basically shifting like, back and forth and there's like a peacock feather fan going yeah. back mm-hmm. and forth. In the, and he's and he, just like, yeah, I moved to Africa and I started a cotton farm. <laughs> I've got my own industry yeah. and I'm the, yeah. the king here. Yeah, so. Sincerely, Booker Washington Sims. Yeah, give his full name. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's that's basically. And they're like, he, hell yeah! Basically, that's where the money went. Yeah. It's like he, mm-hmm. he ended up with it when he had the bail. Yeah, because so. he bought the bail back for thirty bucks, mm-hmm. even right. though he had sold it for twenty five. Yeah. Because man, that junkyard guy would like in the aftermath of the junkyard shootout, oh. and the cops are questioning him. He's just like, "What was this all about? Was this about junk? Like, what? I could see people stealing junk, but yeah. killing for it for Come junk? On. What's happening? <laughs> What's what has happened to my New York? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Drive away, and there's some funky music and. Mm-hmm. Some cool credits. Stargrove. Yeah. Yes. I gotta, yeah. Yes. I gotta give it I to suppose him. so? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would say yes. There's a song with the name of the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, it doesn't entirely describe the I was gonna, I was gonna say, action, it doesn't really but, narrate what's happening, but, but I think There's a it, couple of songs that are pretty close. But to, yeah. adding in the, is it, is is it black, black enough, enough for you? It's sure. gotta be. Sure. I, I would, yes. Okay. Yes. Fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll say uh, yes. Okay. So yes, definitely Stargrove. Okay, Ensign Award. Does, does Cleavon Little get there? Huh? I think that was drug related. 
more yeah. so than panicky idiot. It's true. Yeah. It's not like it was. He a... wasn't panicking at the stakes of the movie. No. He was panicking at his own personal yeah. thing going and on. And he wasn't really freaking out about their presence either. He was just like upset about his friend and also on drugs. <laughs> also <laughs> about how high he flew up. Yeah, he was, man, <laughs> very upset about so that. high. Not as high as me right now, but. You know why he was so upset about how high? Because he was low boy. Right. Oh, yes. So yeah. he that was guy. very upset at how yeah. high he high. went because he's a low right. person. He's never mm-hmm. been that high. Yeah. Low boy. Yeah. So. Actual ratings. Yeah, Actual ratings. ratings, yeah. Anyone? Uh, mm-hmm. Let me lay this on you, brothers. Uh, four jocks. All right. I love the shit out of this movie. I want a copy on Blu-ray so that I can make people watch it when they come over to the house. Mm-hmm. Be like, yeah. welcome to my abodes. Have you seen <laughs> Cotton, Cotton Comes to, comes to Har- Harlem? You, know, come, you I, come to my house, now Cotton Comes to Harlem. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Now... Prepare yourself for an hour and 40 minutes of joy. I wager everyone will say, no, <laughs> I have not <laughs> yeah. seen that. Yeah. And I'm going to improve the world one person mm-hmm. at a time. Good for you. All right. Yeah. I it's have to, great. I have to agree with the four jocks. It doesn't quite reach the five because there's not like the craziness that we expect. But man, there are some good one-liners. There's like well-placed Snappy comedy. dialogue. And and the, the chemistry between Gravedigger and Coffin is really great Mm -hmm. like they're they're like it's practically your prototype for so many buddy movies that you're gonna see you know 15 years from that point Mm -hmm. where it's just like all right these guys they they don't seem like they should be able to work together but they do and yeah they're just they're great i love how slimy deacon is oh he's so oh oh, man yeah he's he's really great because he kind of like can turn it on when he needs to and and you're like just waiting for him to fuck up, and he, he is finally ev- does at the end. He is every like grifter preacher. Like every, yeah. I think everybody who's ever played a grifter preacher, but slimy has had just, to has had so, to study this. Yeah, it's so good. He's it's, so convincing at both angles of it. Yes, like you could see why people would think he's just this oh, for sure great guy. If and you need it's hope, why, right. It's why Digger is so mad about it because he's like, you had these people. These people would have followed you anywhere. And yeah. what did you do with it? You ripped them off. Yeah, that's what it. That's what Digger's whole thing is about. He doesn't yeah. really. He's just so angry that this guy who was going to lift people up is just as much a piece well, of shit as everyone it, has come before him. And it works with that character so well because he's been so kind of nonchalant about everything mm-hmm. that when he finally shows that, yeah, I do give a shit like he sells the hell out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's 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 a great movie. Great shots, great little tiny touches. Yeah. Just yep. Uh, really good. Uh yeah, I I'm also going to echo the four jocks. This one's kind of weird in in like the shaft sort of way where it's like, no, this is a kind of a real movie and I almost feel mm-hmm. bad that we covered it. You know, cuz like Shaft is a real movie. Like this one's a little jokier. Shaft is, is actually. It, this is also a. I would venture to say this is a real movie. It's got. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, got no, no, jokes, no. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm saying it's 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 got a jokier it tone. Is jokier than Shaft. I yeah. mean, and and but like you watch Shaft and like you know you kind of have this like mental image of what Shaft is and it's like you watch it it's like no this is a fucking hard boiled movie like this is yeah, a real it's a ass movie, movie. Yeah. yeah and this is kind of the same thing it, it does have that. I mean, there's some weird bits of comedy like the the painter dude and like the weird speed of you know, like that, that kind of like weird. I mean, there is like some jokey t- tone to this mm-hmm. to make it like something you, you maybe can't complete completely take seriously, but it's a, it's an extremely well-made movie. It's not monkey hustle silly. I mean, no. it's not, yeah. no, no, no. it's not just jokes. I mean, yeah, it's, and it's, it's not like Cleopatra Jones destroying a casino at the end, Yeah, you know, but it's, it's entertaining. Oh yeah. Like, like it's, everything's done for entertainment yeah. value. And, and Gravedigger Jones, holy shit. That 
character is fucking amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like in the pantheon already. And uh, there's a sequel, which yes. I hope we get to soon. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it. Godfrey Cambridge is who played <clears throat> Gravedigger Jones. You've mm-hmm. seen him other places. He's the uh, guy in Friday Foster who was in the phone booth, and all of a sudden the truck backs up into him yeah. while he's on the phone, and it's like the phone booth is up against a brick wall, and oh. he's in the phone booth and just looks up, and there's a truck, and it just smashes mm-hmm. the phone booth. He's mm-hmm. that guy. Mm-hmm. I only know that because I made that video. And it was just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you've, I mean, you've seen him in, in some other stuff yeah. as well, but I, I think he died not yeah, too long. Yeah, he died in 1976. Yeah. 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 Um, that's a real goddamn shame because mm-hmm. he is, he's got a look that just, man, I would have loved to see him in 35 or 40 other movies. Mm-hmm. Like him and Bill Duke would have been like this great, oh, like mm-hmm. just sleepy eyed guys dead, who don't give a fuck. Dudes. Yeah, yeah, just... <laughs> But he yeah. gives some looks. Gives some looks besides just that sleepy eyed thing. Like yeah. when he emotes with his face, mm-hmm. it, it's really effective. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think what works best about him is that it, it's like the day to day. I wouldn't say mundane. It, it feels like it's supposed to be mundane in their world, like the car chase and all that kind of shit. That's where he's just like, "Yep, another day, another car chase, whatever." And yeah. it's like he cares, but it's like it's not for that. Not the stuff that you're supposed to care about in a movie. Like, holy shit, we're doing a car chase. Like, well, you're a cop. You've probably done car chase. Like, right. you know, that's when he's just like, whatever. Another day, high <laughs> yeah. speed pursuit. I'll get you there. But like, you know, when it's personal, that's when it's like, you know, that I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Fa- yeah. You know, face comes off. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me uh, lay this rating on you. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie five jocks because I so. The first like 20 minutes of this movie, I was like, oh, man, that's such a good sequence. Uh, All like from the from the very start to the end of the car chase. I was like, holy shit, that that's really impressive. And then I'm thinking this movie is going to do what all of these movies do and fucking not stick the landing. It's just going to it's just going to peter out. It's just not not going to do anything interesting. It's going to lose whatever goodwill it built in the first 20 minutes. And it never did that. My my only two complaints about this movie is the four minute striptease scene that Mm -hmm. just seemed to focus on her just to fill time and which it didn't need to do yeah it's like you could have cut to something else going on behind the scenes something i mean I, I i get the importance of that because they set that character up before but just showing the entire thing and all the audience reaction to it was a bit much the pay you don't need four and a half minutes of payoff on right, that right although uh, fuck what do i know i'm yeah. white but <laughs> <laughs> the other thing was that they don't use these dudes names like they should. Yeah. They yeah. should they should be just hammering these guys na- like they should throw open a door and people should just raise their hands and go, "Oh my god, Gravedigger Jones, mm-hmm. Coffin Ed." You know, it's just like Or they should have had a fucking hype man like John Wick. Yes. They need yeah. oh. like, "Oh, you don't know. They're coming." <laughs> That's a lesson that we learned. Yeah, like too a guy late doing the Swahili class or something. Yeah. So that those are my only two complaints and I just nothing else about yeah, this movie bothered me. I mean, th- there's some some 70s stuff in it of course that's problematic yeah. these days but this is this is just such i don't want to say good natured but it's it doesn't it's not mired in the muck of it's it's not unpleasant in any way yeah they're not wallowing in the misery of these yeah. people it's it's like people want a better life and this guy comes along and they're all like yeah let's do that but then that guy's a piece of shit and these cops are just like oh hell no we're not going to stand yeah. for this that's awesome you know and 
I, I know we like it when whiteys are a bunch of racist pieces of shit in these, but they're kind of cool with well, with we, these two cops. We don't. That's not what we like about it. No, <laughs> what I'm we just, like is seeing whitey like racist whiteys get their come up. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and this doesn't kind of have that. It just it for a moment like a couple of characters almost go down that road and immediately are just like, whoa, I'm sorry, yeah. you guys are awesome. <laughs> I apologize. Mm-hmm. So this is a lot more just a you know panning the camera over to the black community for yeah you know for a movie and i think having ossie davis as the director really helped this because yeah. it wasn't just you know some white dude making a black exploitation movie yeah, this right. was someone with an eye who was you know i don't i don't know for sure but i bet ossie davis lived in new york for a time mm-hmm. and knew what he wanted to show yeah so yeah yeah i loved it i i thought this was charming charming as hell yep okay well let's take a break shall we yes all right All right, and welcome back. Hey, hey. second half, second half. half All right. Two. So I know that uh, not many of us have been watching movies. Mm-hmm. Has anybody been watching any TV? Maybe. Okay. I was watching the whitest show on earth, and then I backtracked to watch the predecessor show, which is slightly well, it's still white, but not quite as white. West Wing. No, I was watching. I was watching Frasier, and uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I've never seen all of Cheers, so I'm going to slowly Jesus. watch all of Cheers. God, that's. All right. I'm, in, I'm in season three. All right. I don't remember how many seasons there are. By now, Cheers? I'm Kindle yeah. with one Ten? gig. Okay. Well, I'll get there. I'm not in, I'm not in any timeline. This is what I've been watching. Yeah, man. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm just, it's okay, man. <laughs> I, I made it through like one season of Frasier, and I was like, what am I doing? I've never seen all of Cheers. Let's watch that instead. And it's really weird because like after watching one season of Frasier, which is on Netflix and standard definition, Cheers is an HD. Weird. So it's like you go to this, you know, it at least 10 year almost probably closer to 15 year older show from yeah. the beginning and so it's like they, and it looks fucking crystal clear did like they crop it or did no, they give you a four by three it, in HD? no it's four by three in hd okay I, they just didn't know what to do with i those believe salads and shit scrambled eggs. now i don't know maybe it's i seriously i've been watching so much of it and I, it's so weird. I've like I've gotten to where I don't pay attention to aspect ratios if the if the film elements of cheers probably still exist yeah uh, there's, there's a few shots that are fucking atrocious because yeah. like they must not have had good masters of them. But, or like something. Frasier was probably cut on video and they were just like, fuck it. Yeah, that's how it is. They already put VHSs or something of Frasier out and they're like, I'll just use that. Yeah. It's it so- is weird how time has like had this gap of like stuff in the 90s has to be completely remastered where mm-hmm. stuff in the 80s. They're just like, no, just get the film. Yeah. yeah. Get the, film get the negatives. I will say, like, you know, just because of my age, I never really watched the early seasons of Cheers much. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, to me, what little exposure I ever had in reruns, because it was like my Cheers was later. It was like I always just was like, ah, coach, who cares? And now I'm like, coach is fucking amazing. And I'm going to be sad as shit when he dies at the end of the season. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like, seriously, it was just like one of the strings from the beginning. It was like, you know, I was like, oh, he's not Woody, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I was like, no, Coach is fucking amazing. And Yeah. The the weird thing about the early seasons of Cheers, I at one point went back, maybe when the DVDs were coming out, I was trying to go back and do a Cheers rewatch. There will be jokes that the, the studio audience will just cackle their asses off. And I'm like, that's not very funny. And then someone will just mutter something directly after that that mm-hmm. no one reacts to. That's the funniest thing. Mm-hmm. And it's usually Coach who would do it. He would say something and everyone would laugh. And I was like, that's not funny. And then he would just 
as an aside, say something to someone and you're like, well, that's the joke. Why? Yeah, the actual, you didn't wait for the actual punch. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, you know, Cheers is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> filmed in front of a live stupid audience. It's bullshit. I'm idiot. glad, like... Is it? Yes. I'm glad, like, most of the comedies I've gotten into have gotten away from that completely. You know, now they're, like, so many single-camera shows yeah. exist now where they're just like, we don't need to tell you where to laugh, mm-hmm. you know, unless we're, like, Big Bang Theory, which is like, they're not jokes, they're references, and... You must laugh. Why do yeah. you say it's bullshit? Because, I mean, the whole thing is set up, like, the kind of studio where you would have an audience there. I know. Or are you just well, are you no, being the, weird, Chuck, right no, now? No, when like, you watch them, there is there is literally an applause sign and a laugh sign that flashes that well, you're supposed to react to. there's still people there, right? I know, but there's a lot of stuff. When you when you see like behind-the-scenes stuff of, of shows that were filmed in front of a studio audience, mm-hmm. you'd be surprised how much of it is filmed without the audience. Oh, okay. And they're just dubbing in. Like they do like a brief, they do like a quick run through with an audience, mm-hmm. and then they will just do pickup shots all over the place. Yeah. So I, I, just I always like, consider that a lie. I'm just saying, like you never see the one side of the bar because that's where right. the audience is, yes. you know, and the cameras and yes. stuff. Also, I love that like there's like literally big spotlights over the bar. Yes. Like the things you wouldn't like, they would hide in modern day. There's like, no, this is part of the bar. There's mm-hmm. lights there. Yeah. Also, in the first like few se- or few episodes, like I don't know, Ted Danson is one of those people like. Did Cheers just make him famous, or did he do anything before that? Like, he, they were they really just like plucked him out and said, "You're the star of Cheers." They were just scouting, getting people. Because like, dude was sweaty as fuck for like the first five episodes, and at HD, it's like, <laughs> you know, like either he just like finally got over his nervousness, or they were like makeup like yeah. every three seconds because mm-hmm. like it the first five episodes in, sure. in HD are like, holy shit, he is sweaty as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Ted Danson, uh, I've watched. <laughs> I don't know if I mentioned I watched a bunch of the uh, the Good Place. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. That's yeah. a great show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really enjoying. I need that. to watch this season. I have. Is I that uh, where are you watching it? Hulu. Uh, I was. Oh God, it was fucking convoluted as shit. Um, because Netflix has the first season. Mm-hmm. Hulu had like episode seven, eight, nine of the second season, and I had to go through nine different. NBC website layers of abstraction to find the first like six episodes. So I'm, I think six episodes into the second season and I have to go track down the other episodes of the second season. I don't even know where they are in actual production, but that's it. I mean, they're in the second season right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, that's Hulu's bullshit of like certain shows where it's like, no, we'll give you like the last five episodes. Anything other than that, you're fucked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I couldn't watch the first three or four episodes of the first season. And those are kind of integral to that second season so yeah you have to track it down but yeah okay it's good it's worth it so far i've been watching atlanta yes yeah my my wife and i were getting rid of a direct tv in fact it ended today hooray canceled out yeah critically Uh, acclaimed show atlanta yeah it was sitting on our dvr for a very long time that Mm -hmm. and uh, better call saul season three which season three continues the high uh, quality of Better Call Saul in basically the Breaking Bad universe where I think I mentioned it to Chuck at some point over the week where I was like, no show uses silence as well as those two shows do. Yep. Like there are so many scenes that just are long sequences of silence that are just intense as shit. And this one is weird because like the stakes feel very different mm-hmm. in Better Call Saul because like in Breaking Bad, you just kind of like expect any scene to erupt in deadly violence and this one you don't necessarily, but you also know the stakes for characters. And there's just this one 
scene where there's a character who's practicing something mm-hmm. and they show him doing it over and over and over and over. And then when it's time to actually do it for real, when there's like real stakes and real danger to doing it, like it, it's, it's just, it's masterful yeah. filmmaking that that entire sequence is so fucking good. And it's like one of the most intense things I've watched in so long. And I was I like, even my wife was like, I don't think I can handle this. They need to like finish this scene because I cannot handle watching this. Yeah. Yeah. So that like the whole, that whole universe is great. I still, I still am very curious about how they get where they're going to go since Better Call Saul is obviously a prequel, mm-hmm. but it has really, I'm shocked at how they haven't fucked anything up. Even in bringing in characters that were like, you know, that are like, oh, yeah, that guy's a Breaking Bad. And that guy, too, you know, like that you won't see if you're going down the timeline of the show, you won't see them until a very long time from now. Yeah. So I'm also very curious to people who are basically waiting until, okay, better call Saul's over. I'm just going to watch everything from the beginning because I haven't watched any of it otherwise. I'm yeah. very curious how that'll play out. What kind of experience is that going to be? Yeah. What, would you watch it in chronological, like, yeah. show chronological? Like, like, like you'd watch, watch Better, Better Call Saul and then yeah. Breaking Bad. Because, like, Saul doesn't show up until, I think it's season two of Breaking Bad, like, near the end of that season. Yeah. So, you, you know, I, I wonder if people watching Better Call Saul are going to be like, when does he show up? <laughs> yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, that show is continues to be fantastic. Like, basically setting the bar for how good shows are and how well they tie in continuity and just don't leave anything dangling and pretty much if you have a question about something like when we're watching i was like why is mike doing that what's with the sneakers Mm -hmm. and then by the end of the episode you're like okay yeah they'll focus on something that you think is just like so yeah and then you go oh all right yeah that makes sense and they never over explain anything Mm -hmm. they always let you figure it out as as the scene plays out yeah usually in silence without dialogue Mm -hmm. but uh, i i really just need to go back i need to watch these and just I've tried Breaking Bad several times, and I don't know why it doesn't grab me. I can't. I can't explain it. The first season isn't as good, okay. as as subsequent seasons. It's but not a phenomenon like it becomes. Okay. It, Man, it's just I mean, kind of a season little four show. has to be one of the best seasons I've ever watched yeah. of okay. anything. It's so fucking good. Well, they're both in. But I mean, the 4K whole show and HDR on Netflix, so it's kind of an excuse to watch them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it it really it's they're all great. You know, they deserve the reputation they have. Um. Atlanta does as well. It's, mm-hmm. you know, Donald Glover getting to kind of take, it feels almost like he took a lot of what he learned doing community and was like, here's how I'm going to do my own show. But it's almost Seinfeld ish in that each episode is like, all right, here's this one scene from these people's lives, you know? And, and one, like one episode, entire episode is his, his buddy Paperboy, Who's kind of like a guy who, or rapper who people have, heard his one single and they know that and he's trying to like make a rep for himself mm-hmm. and he's doing like an appearance at a club and the entire episode is basically they're at the club and Donald Glover is trying to track down like trying to basically get paid by the club owner mm-hmm. who keeps skipping out on him mm-hmm. and the rest is just paper boy trying to pick up chicks at, at this club you know in his little VIP area but there's a uh, there's a football player who's way more famous than him that's there also mm-hmm. so he's basically got punked, you know, the whole night. But I mean, that's what like episodes are. They're like this little chunk of, okay, you know, here's this one thing and we're just going to deal with that. And there's one that just like near the end of the season that just comes out of the blue. That is like, you know, something you would have seen in community season three, where it's just like, 
what are you doing? Holy <laughs> shit. And okay. I mean, it's great, but it's also like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that show, that show is well worth watching. And it's one of those where it's only half hour shows. So it, you know, watching it goes so quick mm-hmm. and there's only 10 episodes, but I'm glad it's coming back. And I'm, it is a very, it's a very real feeling show. The only thing that feels a little unreal about it is that like people are always broke and they're hitting like this. They'll always hit a crisis point. Like, like there's a lot of episodes where it's like, I literally have no money left. I don't know what I'm going to do. And then the next episode, you have no idea how much longer it is or anything, but it's like, whatever that crisis was, it got resolved somehow. Sure. You know, and you just, you don't necessarily get the passage of time between episodes. It's almost Mad Men-ish also in that way. So it's just like, like, we don't know where we are. Here's another story in the universe of these people. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, you know, and, and it's not a setup like, you know, there are, there are some things that are happening in the background over the course of the, um, you know, over the course of the season, but it's never like a cliffhanger at the end of the episode where you're like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? You know, it's more like Mad Men where it's just like, all right, another day at the office, Yeah, you know? Someone's going to get run over with a lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that, that show is also well worth watching. And I think it's on, I think it's Hulu that it's on. We watched it on our DVR cause we had to hurry through, but yeah, I think that's one of those that like Hulu became the exclusive home, which, you know, we've talked about that, how it just, it bugs trying to watch a show is becoming a more and more of a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Cause I know better call Saul season three, it was on our DVR and that was it. And it's been like a year since it almost a year since it was on the air mm-hmm. and it still hasn't shown up anywhere streaming, but they also haven't really done season four yet from my understanding. Like they haven't even filmed it because Bob Odenkirk was doing the post. Right. So yeah, I think they just started filming it like this week or yeah. last week. Yeah. TV's so weird now. Mm-hmm. Like, like I think back about when I worked at a TV station in the nineties and it's just like, Sweeps, man. Sweeps November. Like everything, yeah. you know, you, you premiere your shows late September, early October, and then it got pushed further and further back because like X-Files, I think, was the first real big one to do that, where it was like, they're not coming back till November. And everybody's like, they're going to start in Sweeps. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But Sweeps was always like, all right, if you have big episodes that mean something, mm-hmm. they're going to happen in November or February. Yep. And then, you know, May. I can't remember if May was like considered a big sweep season, but that was the like lead up to the finale, finale season. Yeah. You want to end strong. Yeah. But now it's just like TV just fucking happens. TV's on and there's no reruns. It's like if a show's not on, there's something in its place. Yeah. It's uh, really yeah. weird. Because my wife and I have been watching ER because it showed up on Hulu. And yeah, you get that like you're watching it and like a bunch of stuff starts happening. You're like, when did this show air? Oh, November. Okay. Yeah. yeah this is a sweeps episode because shit is getting real. <laughs> it's yeah. not just normal day to day operations like helicopters are crashing onto the hospital. Mm-hmm. So I can just see the TV guide ad of just like tonight on ER. Yeah. Was the explosion. Tarantino episode a season finale? It, no. It was just a random ass first season episode. Really? So it was probably like in February or something. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, the Tarantino thing, ER? Is that what you're talking about? That was the first season? Yeah. He directed yeah, the, the first, first season, season episode of ER. Oh, shit. Yeah. I, thought, I don't know why. I thought that was later. Okay. Yeah, no, Clooney was like, you should just come hang out and do an episode of VR. And he was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah. That episode's weird, too, man. It's got just enough weirdness in it. Doesn't it have, uh, what's her name, Honey Bunny from yeah. Pulp Fiction in it? Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, but that also is like one of the best endings of a show mm-hmm. ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, but yeah. 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 That, that, that used to be appointment TV for us back mm-hmm. in college. Yeah. It was like, everybody's like, all right, 
ERs on. We got to watch that. Yeah, it was for me. My wife has never seen it. She chose Chicago Hope as her that night Chicago based hospital show because wow. those shows both premiered the same year at the same time on the same night. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this is the dumbest programming you guys have ever done. Two hospital shows set in Chicago yeah. at the same time on the same night. What the fuck are you doing? You mean like Studio 60 and 30 Rock? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fucking grudge match, man. It's confusing. Yeah. So does ER have continuity? Yes. Surprisingly, it did? yes. Okay. I, I just didn't really remember if it did or not. It, ha- it has maddening non-continuity of things that should carry over, but then there are just little through lines that keep happening. Mm-hmm. Most, of, most of the episodes are kind of standalone-ish, especially in the first season, but it's like... Things will happen, and then that character will show up in the next episode, and you're like, hey, what about... And they just, like, pretend like that never mm-hmm. happened, and you're just like... Wah. Yeah. So, but those are... They, they're all remastered for HD, and they look... Because there's no, like, special effects in them that aren't yeah. practical, so they just took the film and... Mm-hmm. Looks good. Yeah. And Clooney's dreamy. Oh, yeah. That mother... You look oh, at yeah. that guy, and you're just like, yeah, of course that guy's a star. Fucking look at him. Yeah. And he's supposed to be, like, this poor resident, and he has no money, and you're just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're George Clooney. You you're, can't hide that from yeah. me. He's always like, can I borrow some money? I'm poor. And you're like, no, you're not. You're yeah. fucking George Clooney. <laughs> I know the facts of life, and uh-huh. you're rich. Yeah, I see. Mm-hmm. This guy knows. I, I saw so I have one more show I want to talk about okay. briefly. Um, I just thought about the fact that I watched this. It's new, and it's kind of relevant to this month. So I, I started watching uh, Black Lightning. The DC, oh, right. DC oh, yeah. comics, the latest DC comics thing. And it's only been like two or three episodes, yeah, right? Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's very new. So I, I and I've actually only seen the first episode, so I, I don't have not, not a full authority. I just want to say I, I honestly was rooting for not wanting to like this show. One, it's not in the Arrowverse. And two, I didn't want to add another fucking hour long superhero show. Mm-hmm. And so I was watching the first episode and it wasn't grabbing me because the the overall plot is uh retired superhero turned now school principal like he's like he's not using his powers he basically like wife was like i'm gonna leave you if you keep doing this kind of you know wet blanket 90s cop thing like you know, <laughs> right. like you know like i knew you were doing this all along but now i don't want you to do it anymore because yeah. it's dangerous so guess what that happens on er a lot right <laughs> Um, so like it, it kind of had that aspect going for it. And I was like, Oh, good. Maybe this is not something I'm going to want to watch. And then the end of the first episode happens when like shit goes wrong and he has to suit back up. And I was like, I'm so fucking in on the show. <laughs> like the end of that first episode is fucking great. Like it is a, it is a slow burn into the, like this fuck yes moment. And I was like, shit, I like those. I'm like, shit, I'm. I think I'm in for this. <laughs> okay. But like it, it's it is a weird thing because they've said it's it's not a part of the Arrowverse, it's not going to cross over, it's not going to all that, but like they do mention like that there are other superheroes running out there mm-hmm. running around out there, so it's like it's kind of strange because it's like, well, why would you drop that line if you don't plan, you know, unless they're like we're creating a Black Lightning verse or something, you know, like mm-hmm. maybe you know whatever, maybe it's like we're going to create another thing, but I just want to mention it cuz it's that ending is I was like, all right. It hooks yep. you. Yeah, I was You're like in. I was like, fuck, I need to watch more of this now. Yeah. I I I'm a sucker for like, you know, somebody not wanting to suit up and then having to, and it's like, oh god damn it, that's my that's my thing. Yeah. <laughs> so hmm. anyway, just not a lot to talk about because I haven't seen any more of it, but yeah. unfortunately they got me, I think. <laughs> so damn. does it bug you that they're like 
they're still not uniting all these universes and doing all that stuff or like being so weirdly coy about it. Well, they are. Because isn't there like Supergirl is kind of tangential also and like somewhat, but they she shows up for the crossovers. They they, yeah. So like at first the reason for that was is because it was on CBS for the first season, so they couldn't Mm -hmm. because the other ones are on CW. So that's why she's on Earth Two or whatever it is. (laughs) Oh, she's on Earth Earth Two. Yeah. (laughs) Two, the number two. Like, no, I know. Earth yeah, Two Earth, is a show. Earth Two. Oh, remember? Oh, nope. f- yeah. Okay. Earth Two. Yes, fine. <laughs> yes. He's not versed in his DC at all. I, I know. Yeah. Anyway, but that's that's why. And then like now, it's just they can open up portals to mm-hmm. the alternate world. So it's jumping between them is no big fucking deal anymore. Yeah. yeah. So it's like yeah, she lives on that version of the Earth where there's Superman and Supergirl and all that stuff, but. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. No, they're all united except for this one now. So, I mean, yeah. or so they say so far. Okay. But same showrunner. I mean, well, Greg Berlanti or whatever his name is, is like still involved in it, but he's not like running that one as much as he's running the other ones. I think like mm-hmm. they got a more primary showrunner. He's just, he's got the production company or whatever. Anyway. Right. Yeah. I know you glaze over at the DC stuff, but man, the shows are pretty fucking good. There's just too many of them. It's impenetrable at this yeah. point. It's just I like, mean, I, I mean, you can know if you're going to be in just by starting because you get two seasons of Arrow before anything else started. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you can literally start with that one show and know if it's going to be your bag or not. I mean, I do kind of want to watch Arrow because Captain Jack is on it. Mm-hmm. But then now he's yeah. a semi-major character. Yeah. But yeah, real quick, I uh, to wrap up TV. I guess I uh, because we did Direct TV, we went to PlayStation View, mm-hmm. which feels like what we wanted Sling to be. Because mm-hmm. the quality is always good, it has DVR functionality, but it's only like 28 days, and it's still streaming. Obviously, with the DVR stuff, it's basically like you add a show to your season pass, and you have 28 days to watch whatever's in there. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and it sorts itself pretty well, and but it's weird because some shows you can fast forward through the commercials, and some shows you can't, mm-hmm. which I think would be the rub for a lot of people as far as that goes. But for 40 bucks a month, we basically get all the channels that we we had on direct TV at a fucking hundred dollars a month. So can you record live TV? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I will so say I wasn't sports... sure if the DVR thing was just like a sort of ephemeral, like no. you decide you want to watch a show and it presents you all the episodes that it yeah. has and any in show that you, and any show that you join, you can start from the beginning and it does have, you know, like that's you, wild. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all, yeah. Yeah. Demand, it's, all, basically. it's all streaming. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, you said sports, yeah, sports, the only issue I've seen is that they seem to be like 45 seconds to a minute behind. That's acceptable. So like if people are live tweeting shit, you know, yeah. if everyone goes nuts on Twitter going, oh my God, touchdown. You're like, all right then. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of that sort of thing. But I mean, how often does that shit happen? But uh, yeah. 17 times 32. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, right. but aside from that, it's... It's been really nice, and I know we talked about... I think you guys talked about streaming when I wasn't here. That might have been when yeah. BJ was angry about streaming. Yeah, the only the only issue that I've really found, aside from the not being able to fast-forward through commercials and the 28-day limit, so you can't like stockpile a season of TV and then just watch it like we did with Better Call Saul in Atlanta, mm-hmm. is um, they don't have Viacom channels. Right. So if you like Comedy Central, you're not going to find it, but we found that Comedy Central's app already has like the last five daily shows and... I think it's the most recent episode of everything that's currently running will be on there. Yeah. So like if you care about South Park, you know, you got to watch that episode that week, but it's going to be on the app at yeah. least. So you and can it's also the longer find... versions. So like Daily Show is the extended interviews and yeah. that sort of stuff. 
you can find a lot of Comedy Central stuff just on their website in general yeah. as well. I gotta say, like I, I've got signed into streaming stuff because I started realizing my parents have a like pretty robust Dish Network thing, and they don't mm-hmm. use any of the digital apps. So I was yeah. like, just give me your login, you know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. you're using that. Like I'll I'll use it sparingly, but you don't even use this portion of it. Mm-hmm. And man, like all of those, like the Fox specific app and the you know every channel's specific app, man, they punish you for watching it in that medium. Because like they still have the commercial breaks, but it's the, the same four fucking commercials yes. every oh, single yeah. commercial break. Yeah, that it, that gets like, in there, and the commercials come in fucking loud. Yeah. like people complain about commercials on oh, normal God. TV. Streaming commercials are worse. I, I just that goes for any streaming service, like yeah, music, YouTube, regular TV, mm-hmm. any of the streamings. Uh, NBC's their fucking commercials are watching the Good Place. Their commercials are a billion decibels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was weird. I was like, you know, I fine. I get still including the commercials because I shouldn't. You know, it's not like watching it on Netflix or whatever. I'm not. I'm still subscribing yeah. to your content, but like, vary it up. I know, you know, you've got to have a big old batch of commercials. Like mm-hmm. that's just, when I was on the regular Hulu. That was the point I got to, which was like, I'm fine with commercials. I just can't watch the same three over and over again. Yeah, you get. Uh, show me different commercials. Yeah. Lou's still bad. I know I mean, there are different commercials. I've seen them. <laughs> and the sad thing is, is it's like, I want to give you money to view your stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to keep things going like that. But there's so many, some points where I'm just like, I'm ready to fucking just torrent this because yeah. I can't handle some, like the bullshit of finding so many things. Mm-hmm. And I think the worst part of like when you're fed streaming commercials is when you're either watching at a time or you're watching something that no advertiser has given a shit about and they're just putting like public service announcements in there, mm-hmm. which don't make any money. They're just there to fill time and it's still the same fucking one yeah. over and over again. You're like, what are you even doing? Mm. Like, you're not making any money on this. Well, what, why? Yeah. <laughs> why are you hitting me with this over and over and over again? There's only so many times I could not run out of the room screaming when the Sarah McLaughlin dog mm, commercial comes yeah. on. <laughs> yep. Anyway. But anyway, I I can recommend PlayStation View. Yeah. I'd say in our experience of using it for about half a month now, it's been pretty great. And the quality's been what we wanted it to be. Yeah. I, I did a demo of it. it. It seemed pretty solid. I just Yeah. I kinda did that like I I tend to get these things where I'm like, Man, streaming package, I'll I'll watch some things and I get it, I'm like yeah, I don't, I don't want to watch it. I just, I just like get to a point where I'm like, I don't care about what's on like ninety nine point nine percent of what's on television. Yeah, yep. and it's nice having like an Amazon Fire Stick because it's just like, all right, we'll take that in the guest bedroom, plug that in, we're good. You want to watch it in the office? All right, there you go. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably get Fire Sticks for all the TVs because they're like forty fucking bucks. Mm-hmm. And because of movies anywhere, all my stuff is on them still because you know we just log into Amazon. It's like, oh, there they all are. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I'm getting into the streaming future, guys. Welcome. Yeah. My wife, it's taken her a while, but I think like that's the thing about PlayStation TV is the browsing aspect of it is just like you pull up a guide and all the channels are in alphabetical order, which, oh my God, what a fucking revelation to be Mm -hmm. able to sort them that way. But it's good. And not by like some crazy number sequence. Yep. And then you get down 400 numbers past that, and all of a sudden those are the HD channels. Yep. No, it's all in a, it's all in alphabetical, and you can set favorites, and it will put your favorites first. Nice. And then it'll give you the rest of the list so, alphabetically. I guess I'll have to give it a try. It's I we really the the bill the, the other issue is the trial's five days, which is yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, it's not even a week. Can I watch Monday Night Raw on that bitch? No. Is uh, USA Network on on I PlayStation View? Be, right. I 
don't recall. I think that's the so. only thing I really care about watching live ever because I'm a nerd. Uh, yeah, I, I was going to say like, so plugging in the, you know, I'm doing this mostly through Apple TV, not whatever no brand loyalty, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Um, but like, you know, you sign in and it's got that like you sign in with your provider and then whatever apps support it, it just you know, you can download them and you don't have to keep signing into each one. And I'll say just for testing purposes, I was like, all right, I'm going to fire up like the HDTV app and just mm-hmm. like I want to see what like what live television looks like. And it's weird because like live television kind of looks shitty, but you go and watch any of the archive shows and it's like crystal clear HD. Yeah. So it's weird that they must be prioritizing bandwidth to like the live stuff just doesn't look as good. Well, I think you're probably getting the actual broadcast file when mm-hmm. you're watching something that's you're queuing up on your own. But if you're watching a stream, it's probably the broadcast quality, which mostly is 1080i instead of 1080p mm-hmm. right. in a lot of places. So the the stored files are probably 1080p. The streaming stuff is probably 1080i. Yeah, I just it was just kind of noticeable. And I was going to say, like, for people that like channel surf, I mean, that seems so much more ideal. Like their apps, at least. I can't comment like I've got a Roku, but I haven't like done the same thing. But mm-hmm. just like on the Apple TV, it's like, oh, what do I like? Okay, you know, Property Brothers, click, boom, and I'm watching an episode like in no time at all and stuff. Like, yeah. it was faster than like hunting through a DVR or watching. Okay, when's the next one come on? It was just like click, go. You know, it was like mm-hmm. as fast as Netflix. You know, just I was like, why would anyone like if even <laughs> just like a channel surfing? Like, do you just want to watch? Like, you don't want to even pick what show it's on. You just want to turn it on to literally be whatever's on at that time you know like that's yeah. that's weird that's that's what people do I, sometimes you like listening to the radio yeah okay sometimes you want yeah. someone else to pick what you're gonna watch but i mean you can do that all, all these i mean there is a live option but i'm like you can just uh I, this is the one show i care about instead of like oh that show's not on i'll just watch whatever's on yeah that's, that's i don't know i just guess and i've just never been a channel server usa is on playstation view nice so there you go in their standard package hmm. anyway so anyway that's enough TV talk, huh? I think so. <laughs> we're a, we're a movie podcast. What are we yep. doing? Mm-hmm. Do you want to give some contact information? And we'll get out of here. I guess so. Um, email us bmf at bmfcast.com. Give us a call nine one zero five jocks bmf nine one zero five five six nine two six three or check out the website bmfcast.com where all of our social links are present and all the episodes are present. So if you are RSS or iTunes limited, you can. Go back and take a peek at our older episodes, like episode 39, where we cover The Room. The Room. The Room. That's a hot movie. I've heard. People like it. The episode is called Hubris. <laughs> I had to look it up today. So that's why it, the only mm. reason I know any episode number and title. I used a word. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did. <laughs> Hubris. Sure did. Also, um, if you want to help keep this uh, this crazy experiment going on for another nine years, uh, you can check out patreon.com slash bmfcast and uh, throw a couple a couple shekels at us to uh, to help us keep this uh, keep the lights on. It helps. We appreciate it. You get a lot of content for uh, for what you what you donate. Too much. I thought I'd try. No, we'll keep, it's we'll because we have Patreon money. Oh, the right, lights yeah, stay right. on. Yeah. You can't turn them off. Right. Thank you. <laughs> we got the clapper too, which just the, turns it, it on. Ignores us. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's better than the clap. <laughs> As are we. <laughs> anyway, donate to our Patreon. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, let's get out of here, shall we? All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Bamcast out.